0: No! I like it when some idiot goes and he does that thing. You know that thing where he says, Hey everyone, it's another episode of Glitch-Free Gaming and it's episode... Ah, oh, fuck it. It's episode 214. Let's just do it. We did it. I'm
1: hey! going to talking about Pokemon. <laughs> 214.
0: We made yeah. it. Woo-hoo! It's been a while, guys. It's been a while. It has, yes. Uh we had a little break. We had some things to do. Life takes over sometimes, so we were away. Uh and we're back now. And yeah. you probably after listening to this, you're probably gonna go, Well, why'd you come back? Yeah, after listening, <laughs> wow. like you can go away again.
1: <laughs> Why Quite you...
0: possibly. So the good news is that we're probably gonna be talking for a while and bore the arse off you. Good Because there has been quite a load of games. Yes, yeah, nice.
1: and I've played all of
0: them. All of them?
1: All of them. Not much of Even... any of them. but.
0: <laughs> you What you mean to say is you bought all of them, but you haven't played much of them. Yes. I've played two of them.
1: I've played a few. i sure. played every game that is on our list to talk about during this podcast, except for one. <laughs> So, <laughs> there we go.
0: Cool, so let's just uh, get into it then. Kieran, why don't you start us off and let us know how you got on with uh, Taiko no... Taiko no... I can't even say it now. The Drum and Fun game.
1: The Drum and Fun. Taiko no tatsujin. Um, I got Taiko no Tetsujin... Did, did we, we didn't podcast that week, did we? so like a week Uh, after the last podcast
0: yes we uh, we, the last time Time we spoke about it I had had it but you you played a demo
1: yeah so I got the full game with the stupid drum controller uh, which is it's loud do you remember how loud like the rock band drum kit was yes yes cool so it's like that
2: it's real good
1: it's, um, I don't know about louder I think it's probably about the same loudness right but at least there's only one drum on it I guess Um, maybe a bit louder actually because you do the thing where you hit the edges of it yes, and the edges yeah. of it are basically just like harder plastic so it's like it, those are louder right Um, but it's really fun as it turns out so we talked a little bit about this game last t- I was going to say last week last month at this point um <laughs> But yeah, it is basically a rhythm game. It's been a long-running series in Japan. We've occasionally got games from it over here. Yeah. And this one is out on Switch. There's also a PS4 one that's out that has a different set of features and songs in it, but I don't think any of us have played yes. that. Yes. No. There might be a no. demo for that as well, actually. Um, but yeah, I picked up this one primarily because I wanted the stupid drum controller and enjoyed the demo. Uh-huh. So... Um, My experience with it so far is that that drum controller is pretty good. You need to hit it a bit harder than you would kind of, like, expect to, for it to register. Right, okay. Um, At least to start with. It seems like a thing that over time it starts to wear in a little bit, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I feel like I'm not hitting it as hard now as I had to when I first got it. When I first got it, you really need to fucking, like, smash that thing to make it (laughs) pick up up that you're hitting it. Yeah. the the one thing I'll say is the uh the tools in that game for setting up the uh the lag, which is kind of essential on it's kind of essential on four K TVs with a drum controller because the drum controller has a bit of lag and then the T V has a bit of lag and so you have to deal with both of them and those tools are useless. So I kinda of had to right. just guess and hope. And I seem to have got it in an okay place, like it's I'm having fun with it, so it seems alright. Cool. Um, but yeah, that drum is fun. I think the touchscreen is still my favourite way to play that game, though. Right, okay. Um, I've played a bit of it every way now, because there's like a few different control schemes. You can press buttons, you can use the motion controls, which is just a joy-con in each hand, and then you hold a button when swinging to do the separate... the, the blue hits rather than the red hits. Yeah. Um, and... I think that's okay. I think it's a bit too imprecise. I feel like every now and again I'll get kind of like phantom Can hits. E- yes, yeah. Um, for the most part, it's fine. The buttons work perfectly, but it's just not that fun. It's, it's not a, it feels like it's not a game that was designed around being played with buttons, you know?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so the motion controls are like doable, the drum controller is really fun, uh, but I think actually it's weirdly it adds like a bit of difficulty to it compared to the touchscreen because the touchscreen's so immediate. Yeah. Whereas the drum has a bit of wind up especially when you first get that drum and you need to wear it in a bit. It's like you you need to not only like count you know take into account the lag from you know the game and the TV and the drum, but also just your arms swinging. <laughs> like there's a. <laughs> There's a level of like delay that you kind of have to take into account that you don't really think about with touchscreen because your fingers are right there. Um, right. Whereas yeah. if you're swinging yeah. your hands a little bit more, it's a bit not much, but it's it's noticeable. Um, so I've definitely got like higher scores when playing it touchscreen than playing it with the drum controller. But i really enjoy it. Um, I think regardless of how you play that game, that game is a really fantastic rhythm hey, game.
0: Yeah, ton of fun. Yeah.
1: Um, I also played the mini-games in it a little bit, which are... Right. What did you make of them? I, I like them. They're quite fun. Um, I've only played them solo. I'd like to play a multiplayer at some point. Right, um, okay. Weirdly, I feel like those games were not designed around the drum controller. No. I feel like the timing they require is way harder to do with the drum controller for some reason.
0: Um... See, I've tried them with the motion control, and I thought the opposite. I thought, oh, they're made with the drum controller. I thought it would have been easier with the drum controller.
1: No, I think they're definitely for the buttons. I think because one of the control schemes you can do for that is just single Joy-Cons, and I feel like that's how it was designed around it was everyone has a Joy-Con and presses a button. Yeah, yeah. Um, which those games, oh, sorry.
0: No, I was just gonna say, we tried, um, uh, uh, four players uh, using the motion controls and it mm-hmm. was just a nightmare it didn't work
1: Yeah, I suspect with the buttons it's probably better but even then those games are hard because yeah. each of those games feel like um, they feel like rhythm heaven games not as not quite as good as rhythm heaven games
0: yeah but yeah. they're that
1: style of thing like they're a rhythmic thing that you're hitting you know kind of on the beat to do a goofy thing um, yeah like whether it's there's one where you're I think your dogs eating uh, bowls of ramen and you have to hit the button when the ramen gets dropped into your bowl and you have to do it very quickly so that someone can't snatch it from your bowl and so <laughs> it's just this yeah. rhythm of drop hit drop hit if it's hot you have to do like three little quicker hits to blow on it to cool it down so it's like drop cool down hit drop, cool down, Right. there's <laughs> um, an
3: entire opportunity to say drop it like it's hot
1: <laughs> yes, sure <laughs> but you're not dropping it, you've got blow on it Um, it's great Like I think those games have potential to be great I'm not sure how well they'll I don't know, I, mean, I need to play more of it I think it might be one of those things where the actual rhythm required for them might be too precise to make it work well as a party game and it uh-huh. might be a thing you can yeah. only actually play with other people who've played a bunch of the game, which is not really an easy thing to ask for. Um, but at the very least, maybe me and you can play some of them at some point, Mike. We'll see yeah. how that goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm loving that game. The, the set list in it is great. Like, the, the songs in it yeah. are across the board. Great choices. Um, oh, God. Like, I found... Weirdly, one of my favorite songs is still that one from the demo. Um, it's like the Namco original one. I think it is like just a song that comes in these games because I've heard it in a couple of places as well. Yeah. Um, and then obviously like you know Hichilar from Dragon Ball is pretty good. Things like that. Um, I bought the DLC with all the Studio Ghibli stuff. Right. But the only one of those I've played so far was the uh, the Totoro ending. Credits song because that's really good. Yep. the one that just goes Totoro. And it's so good. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, that's that game is great. I'm gonna play more of it. Uh, the drum being so loud makes me worry every time I play it. Then one of my neighbors is gonna show up and be like, "Stop, please, please stop." <laughs> but I don't think it. I don't think it's that loud. <laughs> but right, it's one of those, it's one of those things where. I have no way of telling until one of them knocks on the door, so <laughs> <I don't. laughs> they haven't done it yet. So, um, but yeah, I've been playing a decent amount. of That that's pretty good. Um, but something that we've all been playing a decent amount of, yes, also on the Switch, is Pokemon Let's Go. I think specifically the Pikachu version. I think we all got I the Pikachu all, version. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah, we did. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, who wants to talk about that first? <laughs> I'm gonna
3: let one of you two, because it's usually me who talks about Pokemon, and it will be nice to hear someone else for a change. <laughs> You're the Pokemon master. I am the Pokemon guy. That is true.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, I think the first thing is that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's more or less the same game as Pokemon Yellow for the Game Boy, yeah? Um pretty much it, in its shell. Yeah. Yes, like the as map is the game. same. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The map is the same,
1: the gems are the same, the trainer layouts are mostly the same, although a few yeah. parts of it have been changed.
0: Yeah. Um but other than that, then we're looking at it's been given like a Pokemon Go look overall. Yeah, that's yes. art style is um, Pokemon Go. Yep. Uh, and I have to say, it, it looks fantastic.
1: Yeah, I really like how it looks. I'm not completely sold on how the people look for the most part.
0: I right, okay.
1: Just because po- I just don't like that Pokemon Go art style that much for people. But all of the Pokemon and the world look fantastic. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
3: like no, the- I... The whole thing just looks amazing.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, and then about the gameplay. So the gameplay has changed. There's slight different things that have happened. It's pretty much still the same game, but they have changed things. One of the biggest things is where the way that you catch Pokemon. Okay, so gone are those grinding battles, you know, and, and running through the grass, the grass backwards and forwards, in the hope that something you were looking for would jump out.
1: Eh, sort of. Sort of, yeah, I've sort still of. been doing that. But <laughs> in a different way. Yeah, like Excuse there's no random mindset. battles now. There's just. Well, for starters, there's no random encounters now. Pokemon appear in the overworld and you can avoid them or go and interact with them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is a change I've wanted from Pokemon since the, the first Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> because random encounters random encounters were a dumb mechanic back in the day because things like the Game Boy and the original NES were it was hard to get the computational power to be able to show things in the overworld like yeah. that that randomly spawned and so they just randomly spawned them in you and this now, like there's been no excuse for it for a while you know like the, the switch even the like fucking nintendo 64 you know could have pulled off this but yeah yeah i think it's a welcome change for me at least um it works great i love it just makes the world feel better in my opinion like walking through a forest and seeing pokemon like wandering through the grass and stuff like that Uh huh. it's just you know it makes the world feel more alive when you're walking through it um but also it kind of justifies the like narrative thing of the random encounters in previous games for me. Because in previous games the idea is like, oh you've been walking through long grass and you've encountered a Pokemon that's, you know, jumped you and you haven't noticed, and it's like, how do you not notice them in the grass? Yeah. But now when you're wandering around, sometimes you will just miss like a ratata that's in the grass because it's so small and you can't see it and it's like, Oh, that's how? Okay. Yeah. Justified. (laughs) Um, But yeah, then also the actual random encounters are not or the encounters are not
0: battles anymore. Yes. Yeah. Um, So it's basically the you catch Pokemon more or less the same way you would do in Pokemon Go by throwing balls at it. Yeah. Uh, Except here it's done with motion controls if you're playing on you know, with the with the controller. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's should maybe talk about that as well. The, the entire game, if you're playing with the the Switch in a dock mode, uh, you're playing with one controller, one side of the. You know the 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 joy, or joy con, the controllers. Yeah. yeah. Using using one stick and basically one button what do you what do you think of that i I'm still trying to get used to it I think it's weird
1: um I would like the option to be able to use both like I, I got used yes. to it quickly, but I would still like the option to you know I'd, for i for comfort's sake, I would like to be holding one in each hand <laughs> yeah. yes,
3: yeah, okay um from my point of view, I went in thinking the exact same way you two still think, and on my first night of playing it like just put it in um i had a friend over i hadn't seen in a while i just got the game so i still wanted to play it um and i was like right it's got two player drop in drop out we'll give it a bash and i think because i played the first two gyms like that I don't know if it's because of that or it's just because I got really used to it very comfortably, but I am finding it so comfortable to play it one-handed and so intuitive and just so natural to do it Mm -hmm. one-handed that I have zero trouble doing it. My problem comes a little bit with the motion controls. They could be a little better and a little tighter when it comes to chucking the Pokeballs, and that is my only problem with docked one-handed mode is... I would still like the ability to have button press yeah, Pokeball yeah, throws. Um, um, and that's but... it. Like, if they added button press Pokemon th- Pokeball throws, that's it. They've nailed it for me. That one-handed control system, absolutely perfect. I I don't feel like you need the other one at all.
1: Yeah. No, I don't feel like you need to. Um, like, I feel like it does work great. Um, my issue is solely just a. Dumb comfort thing just because I'm used to holding one in each hand. I can just hold the, yeah. the one that doesn't do anything in the other hand. Just don't, it's, it's there. In reality, I'm holding like my phone in the other hand now. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I, can sit and, I can sit and play Pokemon Go at the same time. It's perfect. It's what they intended. Um, yeah. I About the motion controls, I, so the, yeah, the way that it works is you, you know, move the, the Joy Con as though you're throwing a Pokeball. Yeah, uh, I was the same I found that in particular if you're trying to catch a Pokemon that was had moved towards like the left hand side of the screen or the right hand side of the screen angling the ball to go to them worked like 50% of the time for me whereas if they're in the middle sometimes yeah like every like 10th throw or something like that would just veer off to the left for some reason and I'd be like why? Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I don't know what I did differently The it's, advice. It
2: can be a little
1: iffy the advice I've seen given online that since I've started following has kind of, I've not had any more issues. Like I've not missed. But I don't. I still don't know if that's just like a, a lock thing or if it's you know, uh, I don't know. But um, is apparently it doesn't start tracking the Joy-Con position until you hit that, uh, like begin throw, wherever the fuck. The no, it, it I, doesn't. Get ready, yeah. Yeah, get ready. That's the one. Um so if you move your hand into the position you're going to start throwing from and then hit get ready I found that, that what I've heard at least is that, that hitting that means it starts tracking from there
0: and so when you do it in a straight line it's gonna pick it up more reliably. Well, I I was instinctively doing that anyway, I get my hand ready in position to bring it down, but I would make sure I did that before I hit the you know, the get ready. Yeah, so oh, I was, yeah, I was I just, it <laughs> just <be Right>. like, <laughs> hitting it whenever. Right. It might just be a bit of on it. Yeah, I haven't had any issues with it. Um, uh I've actually been quite good at getting the excellent throws. I found it quite easy to do. Uh it's using definitely the motion easier,
1: It's definitely easier to do than Pokemon Go, even with the motion controls.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I fully agree on that front. Um I just I my only complaint as I said, I I want button push
1: yeah ball tossing I think that in uh, particular is made a bit more not annoying but you know slightly irritating by the fact that that's how it works in handheld mode yes is it's a button press you aim it with either the joystick or the gyro like in you know splatoon or something, yeah yeah, and it's so much easier than the motion control stuff, uh-huh. Like I don't know how you could ever miss like a Pokeball throw in that because it throws to the centre of the screen every single time, so Yeah, i have yeah. in excellence like every time I've played a handheld and thrown the ball because See, it's I like hard it's hard it not to. Mostly,
3: I've mostly played handheld and I miss all the time.
1: Oh man. It throws to the centre of the screen every time.
3: I know, but I've had Pokemon bat my ball back off me all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, sure.
1: No, yeah, yeah. I mean like I've never had it veer out of control, like the motion control sometimes does. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I've definitely had Pokemon like head the ball away or something like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was. You know, people can go back and listen to the older podcasts, and I was skeptical about this Pokemon Go mini game being in here. But I kind of love it. Um. <laughs> I kind of love I think- it, guys.
0: Yeah, the thing that I like about this is it's taken all the, see all the things that the hardcore Pokemon people liked. Yes, oh. it's ta- it's taken that away. Now, I'm yeah, not... fuck them. You know, no, not fuck them. It... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not fuck them. It was more. It was something that I didn't pay much attention to. So yeah, in some... that's... in in some cases, I. I lost out. They've now, they've dumbed the game down for me, rather than, you know, so they fucked them over. So, yeah. You know, fuck them. (laughs) And here, I'm one of of those hardcore Pokemon fans,
3: but I never, ever got into IV training or breeding or any of that stuff. So, I am fully okay with how it is. It is, people are saying dumbed down. I have yet to see a bad word said about it online, though. That's I'm the thing. That.
1: Uh, well, except for that specific group of people. Ex- yeah, but, apart from that. Yes. Yeah. So, I think that yes, it is dumbed down, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Like from the start, they were very much like this is a game to get people that have only played Pokemon Go or kids and stuff like that into the series. And I think as a entry point into the series, like as a here is a new first Pokemon game, I think it fucking nails it. It also works just as a like I. I fell off Pokemon series with X and Y were the last ones I played through, and I kind of hated them. Um, I heard Sun and Moon were very good, but I never went back to them.
0: Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I think what you said there is perfect. It it's you know it's an entry level game. This is the first Pokemon game on your TV. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: For a lot of people, perfect. this will just be their first Pokemon game. Yeah, like, this will be a lot of kids' first game.
0: But yeah. Uh, knocked it out the park it's brilliant first one to get into the series knock yourselves out have fun um, yeah. and if they decide to bring back the IV training and stuff like that well yeah
3: which but, I think they will for the mainline game next year that's coming next year but I th- yeah. also think they will implement a lot of the stuff that they have
1: they've done here yeah game. yeah I hope there's at least some of the stuff like if they have random encounters again next year that would be no the worst fucking step backwards I... yes It'll be the
3: first one i haven't bought in a long time the pokemon in the overworld thing and no random encounters is the best move they've ever made in my opinion
1: i especially love this coming from you who has been a staunch defender of random encounters in the past
3: yeah no, and like on
1: this I, podcast, but I think it's just one of those things where you start playing it and you're like, "Oh yeah, this just makes sense." This yeah, just, it makes
3: just so much fun. sense, and
0: it's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it makes it I, so.
1: Oh, sorry. Like,
0: no, 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 no. Carry on.
1: Uh, I was just going to say, like, it, the to explain a bit more detail of what I said earlier about grinding, still catching tons of Pokemon in an area. Um, so you get experience for catching Pokemon now, which I think yes. you did in the last couple of games anyway. Yep. but yeah this is like if you want to grind there's still a lot of trainer battles and stuff like that and there's some repeatable trainer battles but you get catching Pokemon. Pokemon Um, and also I find myself just catching way more Pokemon in general now because it's so quick and easy and Pokeballs oh, yeah. aren't really a limited resource anymore so this will probably be the first Pokemon game that I'll like complete the Pokedex on but yeah, the thing the, was the reason I was grinding wasn't because of that it's you get a combo for catching the same Pokemon in a row yes so if you catch for example a Growlithe because for example maybe you want to try and catch a shiny Growlithe if you're me <laughs> if you catch a Growlithe you catch a second Growlithe and it goes oh you've got a combo of two for Growliths it's like that's great do it again you get a third one Um, I looked online apparently the, the limit is 31 Like, the number still goes up, but apparently it doesn't really do anything past 31. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Um, But that number, the higher it is, increases your chance of encountering rare Pokemon for that area, whether that's, you know, just types of Pokemon that don't usually show up, like evolved forms and stuff like that, or like a Mr. Mime randomly fucking showed in a completely random area for me at one point. Um, Or... Bringing the Pokemon Go thing in of like big and small versions of Pokemon, yeah, which look the exact same but they have slightly different stats, basically. Yes, uh, yeah, it increases your chance of finding those, or the one that everyone would definitely care about, which is shinies. Which, if you've played any Pokemon games before, you probably know what shinies are. But if you don't, they're they're just shiny Pokemon. They're Pokemon with the different color scheme and they're slightly different colors. Yeah, the, the chances of finding them is like 1 in 4,000 or something like that, and the doing this makes it a bit easier to find them. I'd caught over 100 Growlers and never found a shiny one, so... And I,
3: meanwhile, within my first 10 minutes of the game, I'd caught a shiny Audition. I haven't seen another shiny since.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, so, the first time I was trying to... I've done this multiple times, trying to get my shiny Growlers, cause I really... I mean, like, because you... <laughs> When some of the bigger Pokemon, oh god, there's so many parts of this game to fucking talk about. Um, one of the other mechanics in this game is that, like Pokemon Yellow, you can have Pokemon following behind you, but you can choose who it is instead of just having Pikachu, or Eevee. Yeah. And, uh, which I think didn't a lot of the other remakes have that as well?
3: Uh, Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Yeah.
1: So like that. But the thing they've changed here is that because of the scale of Pokemon and everything's scaled to real world, real world. Let's say real world proportions, Pokemon. Pokemon obviously aren't real, um, probably. What? <laughs> sorry, mate. Your cats are not—they're not meows. Um, oh! They're not going to make you any money. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like because the proportions bigger Pokemon you ride on. Uh, yeah. So like, if you one them is an Arcanine, so I wanted a shiny Arcanine so I could ride around on a shiny Arcanine. Yeah. So I try to get a shiny, shiny Growlithe, and, yeah. and so I did this the first time, got to like 40-odd caught Growlithe, and a shiny appeared. So now I have a shiny Pidgey. <laughs> <laughs> Which also, catching a different Pokemon breaks your combo, but I was like, I can't yeah. just fucking leave this shiny Pidgey.
0: So how did you know it was a shiny Pidgey? Did it show up in the screen as having it being a different colour?
1: Yeah, Yeah. it shows in the overworld. It has like a a different you know how like the tall the small Pokemon have like a blue aura around them and tall ones have a red one around them? Yes, Uh, yeah. Shiny have I can't remember if there's a specific colour but it's got like stars around it and yeah they're a different colour so that you can tell. you see it and you're like this is a fucking gold Pidgey. Great. Just right. what I always wanted a fucking gold Pidgey. Thanks, Pokemon. That
3: I'm going to put in my box and never use in my team because it's a
1: Pidgey. I might evolve it because if I'm going to try and do the. If I'm going to try and get 151 Pokemon. Ugh, i need to get a Mew somewhere. I hadn't even thought about this. to has a get Mew. Mew.
3: Yeah, you get Leanne to transfer the Mew to you and then transfer oh, it back and it registers the Pokedex. That's not yeah. have to
1: do. She has the Eevee version as well, so I can get all the version all the Pokemon that aren't in the P- Pikachu version from there as well.
3: I'm I'm planning to do that just by transferring them from Go.
1: Yeah, that's probably an easier way. Yeah, um I got I guess that's another thing talk by actually I got my girlfriend the Switch, the Pikachu the Pokemon Switch. It has EV and Pikachu on the back of it and on the dock, it's adorable. The Joy Con colours are amazing. Lovely. Yeah, yes. they're they're like a they're one of them's brown but it's kinda of that lighter brown that just looks like the E V colour basically and then one's a kind of subtle, like a kind of lighter yellow that's kind of again, Pikachu coloured. And then the Joy Con oh, what do you call them? The things that go on the to make them bigger that you use if you are using them sideways. Um those are oh, colours that kinda of match Pikachu and E V as well, so they look just adorable. Yeah, they um, really do. But that bundle also came with that Pokeball Plus controller thing, which, if you get, yeah. comes with Mew. It's basically the way <gasps> oh! to get Mew in this game. Alright, okay. Um, which is neat. Uh, so Leanne had a Mew wandering around beside her from day one, which was. Yeah. Didn't make me jealous at all. Um, no, not, not at all. But that Pokeball controller is. I haven't actually used it. Leanne my this is the official review coming from Leanne.
0: It's not great. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> right. it's not great. It's yeah, it's sort of more it okay. How do you use it then? Is it is it got buttons that you use within yeah. it?
1: Yeah, so it's basically a Joy Con. Um, with less buttons. Right. It has oh, so okay. it's shaped like a Pokeball. And the top of it has like a kind of button on it. Like it's just it just looks like a because um, it's not the whole top half of the red bit, but like there's a circle there basically that you can see is cut out, and you can depress it slightly. Um, but it, otherwise, it's it just looks like a you know flat top, but you can press it. Um, right, and that's basically like your cancel button, and then the front of it that would be you know the button for opening a Pokeball. Is yeah, is a little analog stick. Oh, that okay. You can click in to be your kind of accept button. So that right. gives you your, you know, interact and your select things. The issue Leanne had with it was the joystick itself, which is really small and really inaccurate. And so she kept just like selecting the wrong things over and over and walking into stuff and things like that because trying to move the stick to the right position, it was not really, it was maybe a bit too sensitive for how small it was. And also, right. Trying to click it in to press the button, she was sometimes just basically angling it slightly and moving it out of position or hitting. You know, if she was trying to select ah. a Pokemon, she would try to click it in, the stick would move slightly, and she'd select the Pokemon next to it instead. Um, that might just be because it's made for kids and she's a grown adult. Right. <laughs> allegedly. Um, but. Yeah, I think it'd be fine if you're a kid and you've got tiny hands. <laughs> I like, think with adult hands, it's a bit small. Um, right. But it's a, it's a cool thing in general. Like they packed a bunch of functionality into that little thing, um, which is probably why it costs so fucking much. Like it works as yeah. a full controller. You can transfer Pokemon in and out of it. You can have one yeah. Pokemon in it at a time, and at that point, it basically just works like the PokeWalker from previous games
0: oh yeah right
1: so you can walk around and you'll gain experience for your Pokemon they'll also pick up candy while they're there which you can use to boost other stats when you come back into the full game uh, it also works as a uh, what do you call them the fucking watches that they made for Pokemon Go and I guess the Apple Watch uh, probably just works the same way as well oh uh,
3: yeah the Poke- yeah. Watch or whatever it was yeah it works Watch.
1: as one of those as well so if you connect up to your Pokemon Go account it'll automatically like spin all of the Pokestops that you pass by and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it can do both at the same time, I'm pretty sure. So it works as a really cool like, little... It works as one of those watches and also as this thing. And also every now and again your Pokemon will like try to interact with you. Which it does by the Pokeball controller making a noise. Which I never noticed <laughs> because I was walking around. I took it out um, on a walk and just left it in my bag and it just picked up, you know, steps. But right. apparently it was making noise in there as well, but I couldn't hear because it was in my back, so whatever. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say about the noises it makes when you plug it into charge, it makes the uh, the Pokemon Center music. <laughs> which, All right. Which is my favorite thing about that whole controller. <laughs> <laughs> just, you Would plug also it in, be it's mind. just yeah and it's just a usb and you just plug it in and it just goes da, da 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 da, and it's like great that's fucking stupid love it <laughs> um but yeah is there anything else you guys want to say about pokemon like i i feel like i've been talking the most part but i think it's just no it, you've tons pretty of much
3: covered it. everything i want to say i went into it feeling skeptical because i am one of these people who hasn't really missed a pokemon game since day one and I'm one of these people. that was like I don't know if I'm gonna like these changes. I quit playing Pokemon Go about two weeks into Pokemon Go. I didn't keep it up. <laughs> um, I was very skeptical and probably still am slightly about no, no battling of wild Pokemon. Even though you still get XP from just catching, <laughs> kind of wish you were battling them.
1: You still battle uh, legendaries. Yes. Um, Which, I, and also Snorlax. Have, the most yeah, important legendary of them all.
3: I have Snorlax in my party um, and I refuse to take him out. To he's be honest. a
1: normal type. He's useless. He's <laughs>
3: literally one of my best Pokemon. He just goes in and headbutts everything and he's I done. I have
1: Snorlax as a fucking tank. Snorlax might be he like really the is. one, the one useful normal type Pokemon.
3: <laughs> he just absorbs damage and headbutts
1: people. I love that when you take him out of the Pokeball Oh uh, yes! It, he's big enough to ride on but he doesn't have a his ride on animation isn't just you like climbing on his back like all the other pokemon is used like clutching on for dear life to his stomach (laughs) (laughs) it's so good it's adorable
3: That is my favorite thing about snorlax i've i've been using him as my ride on pokemon since i found that out yeah i refuse to put him back in his pokeball
1: i've been using the honor as my rideable pokemon but also it's different pokemon have different speeds Yes, and Haunter's really slow, but so I just like legs. riding on the back of a Haunter. So.
0: Yeah, well, I'd uh, I picked up a uh, Meowth and then evolved it into a Persian, Persian. or yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Persian, and um, yeah, that thing's fucking fast.
1: Yeah, Persian just fucking speeds. You can get free yeah. Persian as well, and uh, yes, I own, did so, that yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah,
0: you yeah you need to collect five.
1: which at that point I had a roughly 170 growlers so (laughs) I just looked at my Pokedex and was like what the fuck have you been doing (laughs) just take this and leave I'm a growlers collector mate
3: that's what I'm doing
1: (laughs) and I'm just like thanks Ryu that guy's (laughs) definitely just Ryu for Street Fighter he is yeah um, uh, I'm assuming we all picked up
3: the Squirtle, Charmander, and Bulbasaur that you can get for having is it 30, 50 and sixty Pokemon in your Yes. Captured?
1: Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's that many, but yes.
3: It
0: is actually it's sixty for Squirtle. Is it? Jesus. Yes. yes.
1: Oh. Well yeah, I did get those. It's yeah, a- because I,
0: I was too away from being the sixty.
1: That Bulbasaur is sitting in my box. A oh, all of them are
3: OP as hell. They all have amazing
1: stats. Stats don't matter
3: though. Because could.
1: Well, not if you have candies. Well,
3: no. I mean, so... I I got I got them, and I, and I was like, I'm not using Charmander. Only ever used Charmander. So I've got Blastoise and Venusaur in my team because I wanted to keep those two because I never really used them for a whole game, and I decided to go with a Growlithe for my fire type.
1: Yeah, I. Despite catching, like, 170 growlets, I got pissed off that i never found a shiny one, so I'm using... Flareon? Flareon. I would oh. also
3: choose Flareon.
1: Because um, I transferred three EVs from Pokemon Go. Right. <laughs> evolved <and> <laughs> them all. Right. Um, I haven't but... gotten to that
3: level yet. Yeah. My but other choice also... would have been Rapidash.
1: Yeah, Rapidash is good. I got Rapidash. Um... And you can also ride Rapidash. Yeah. The only reason that I was saying that I put the Bulbasaur in the box is just because I caught a Bulbasaur in Fridium Forest. All right. But, okay. And so I was like, this is my Bulbasaur. So I already had one leveled up. Like, his stats weren't as good, but it was already leveled up. I hadn't caught one, so that one became my first one. I also caught a Charmander. I, didn't, I don't think I found any Squirtles in the world, though. I assume they exist. They do. You're supposed to have a very
3: like, is it zero point five percent chance of catching one, on the water section on the route up to Bills. All right. um And that, uh, and that, and the Seafoam Islands are the only two places you can.
1: I found a Bulbasaur in the forest at the start, and a Charmander in. I think it was a in cave. the dark cave. Yeah, it was in one yeah. of the caves.
3: Yeah, you're lucky because both of those have, like, three percent chance of showing up in those areas.
1: So the Bulbasaur was probably the percentage chance increased because I was catching like tons of Oddishes just to get used to the catching controls. Yeah. Um. So I think I just caught enough and had a high enough combo that it made Bulbasaur appear. The Charmander, I don't know, I just fucking walked into the cave and there was a Charmander there. It was literally the first yeah, Pokemon that spawned. It was like <laughs> <laughs> super random. That's
3: fairly lucky but that's also my experience with the shiny Oddish at the start. So.
1: Yeah. It's all luck. It is. I'm enjoying it. It's a fun Pokemon game. Yes.
0: It's the funnest one in a while.
1: It's definitely the most adorable one a wow. while.
0: Yeah, because yeah. I didn't finish. Uh, what was the last one, Paul? Was it Sun and Moon? Sun and. Uh, yeah, yeah well, Ultra Sun, sun and, and Moon. Ultra, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, but I didn't actually get those ones. Because they were just the uh, same as Sun and Moon.
3: Hmm.
0: Yes, yes, Sun and Moon was. And I didn't get Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Um. Yeah, t- Sun and Moon was the f- the the island. Yes. Yeah. 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 I didn't even finish that one.
1: Which those Pokemon are the only ones that are in this that aren't from the original, is the Alolan versions of. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you have to trade for them. There's people in certain Pokemon centers that trade for them. So I have an I've Alolan got... Raichu that's following me around just now.
3: I've got an alone Geodude, but he's in my box and I'm doing nothing with him.
1: Yeah, I have one of those that I evolved into Graveler. Which is like a stone electric type, which is a bizarre mix.
3: It really also you can teach electric type moves to ride, uh, ride a ride horn. That's weird. Yeah. I I oh. taught him Thunder Punch. That's funny as I, hell. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Doesn't wait for Just because I was like I fired up the, th- I fired up the um, Thunder Punch TM to teach Pikachu it, and I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> I'm
1: teaching yeah. him it too. Why not? <laughs> oh, yeah, I assume this is a change that they made. I think they made this in X and Y, if I remember. But, yeah, TMs aren't just one use anymore.
3: No, they're not, which is really... I think nice. that was X and Y they changed that. It was. Um,
1: right. And, yeah, there's no HMs anymore either, which I believe was a Sun and Moon change.
3: No. Um, now your Pikachu just learns everything.
1: Yeah, which is quite good, because every time you go talk to someone to learn it, they're like, I'm going to teach you this move, and then they're like, I guess actually I'm going to teach it to your Pikachu, because he wants to know for some reason.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and they all act so surprised by it, they're like, what what the hell is going on? Why does your Pikachu want to learn a move that a human knows?
1: (laughs) It's almost like a dick move, it's like, man, I would love to learn how to fly, and Pikachu's like, nah, I got this. And it's like, but I want to fly, he's like, "Nah, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> because you're just, no I'm doing it. Motherfucker, well, I'm gonna use the surfboard and you're gonna stand on it behind me. Which is fun because I've actually taught Blastoise
3: surf and I'm like, why can't I surf?
1: Yeah, you can't surf with it. I don't know if you can use You can't moves. Like I couldn't find a way to use dig.
3: Um no you can g- I I, I blastoise nose surf and it uh, can't use it
1: because mm-hmm. I had like a, a Abra that new teleport that I was trying to evolve into Kadabra and I couldn't find a way to use because in the older games you could just teleport in buildings and it would yep. take you to the last poker center you were at Yes. I don't think you can do that anymore at the very least I couldn't find a way to do it I might just be dumb I probably am. Oh, just done.
3: Also fun fact, you can teach Growlithe dragon type moves and fairy moves.
1: Oh yeah, there's fairy type moves as because it has stuff from that game as well. Yeah. Remember fairy Pokemon? Remember it took them like 7 generations to learn that Clefairy was a fairy? Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Hey,
3: Clefairy's a fairy type.
1: Who the fucking guess? No, Really? The one that has fairy in it's name? <laughs> yeah. It's not a normal type.
3: Um, I don't have anything with fairy moves yet. Uh my Growlithe knows play rough, which is a fairy type move.
1: My haunter could learn uh what was the, it was like Glitzy Glass or something? I don't know, it's fucking it's got a stupid name. Um Just there's some I got a TM for it. For being one of the coach trainers. Which the coach trainers are like the actual their way of injecting some difficulty into this game for people that, you know, yeah, and have played the age train,
0: <clears throat> the age trainers as well. I think
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. The coach trainers are hard enough though that they don't. You have to talk to them. Like they would, they won't just fight you on site. They're like, now you can oh, talk yes, to me yeah. because if you accidentally do this, I might kill you. And it's like okay, fair. Damn. Um, I've not lost any battles yet, though.
3: I have lost one and it was too blue in self cool
1: Uh, that one was hard.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, also, like, yeah, there's stuff from, like, we're going to fucking talk about Pokémon for this entire episode, but, um, <laughs> there's just so much in it. It's that thing where they're like, oh, we made a watered-down Pokémon game, and it's like, the way they watered it down is that they didn't just make a game as simple as, I mean, they didn't just make Pokémon Yellow. They made no, a game no. as simple as Pokemon Yellow. They took out yes. a bunch of stuff, but added a bunch of other stuff. Like, it is a different game, even though it is the same map and the same weather. Yeah. Like, yeah, and they changed some of the story stuff. So I believe in the original Pokemon game, Pokemon Yellow, Jesse and James were in it already. But no, yeah, Jesse and James are in this. T- this is I the
2: thought, first
3: time Jesse and James have ever been in a game.
1: I thought they were in Pokemon Yellow there were
3: people who were not called jesse and james but they were made oh they looked of, like, like jesse and james. okay yeah that makes sense but this is the first time they're like yo jesse and james crossed from the anime into a game before okay this is the first time. oh okay That's pretty neat which is um, really
1: freaking cool <laughs> i like that i like the you know they have an arbal and a coughing um i like the the transition animation between like when you start fights with team rocket members is this old ass anime looking fucking team rocket logo yes with like it looks all like film grained and blurry as though it's off of a fucking vhs i love it it looks so good
3: yeah there's so many little nuances and little things for the older players of this game that i don't think anyone can actually be upset at it
1: well hmm there's definitely people
3: who'd be upset about it, but I mean there is, but I I just don't think anyone has the right to be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, it's that thing where if you're upset about this, this game probably wasn't for you, and it's okay for not every Pokemon game to be for you. Like there's there's nothing wrong with that. As much as you may like the series, like the they're allowed to make you know one offs or but hopefully yeah. not one off. I hope they do a Pokemon Gold version of this. Yeah.
3: I would happily take that as well.
1: Yeah, I would do a, I don't know what Pokemon you would put in the titles for that. Pokemon, let's go Z- Zigzagoon. <laughs> I, fucking, I don't, I don't remember. Was Zigzagoon Gen two? I think it was Gen two.
3: Pokemon, let's go Shinx. Yes, please. Oh my
1: god, Pokemon, let's go Togepi would actually probably be the. Actually, oh, the actual, so the well. actual, yeah, that probably is like the actual probably go to for them. Let's go Togepi, and I don't know what else is one You know, realistically, they will probably if they do this, they will probably just do. Let's go EV and let's go Pikachu too. <laughs> they will probably yeah. Let's go EV and let's go Pikachu, and now we're in Johto. Yeah, uh, let let's
0: go Pikachu again. Yes, <laughs> let's go Pikachu uh, again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> third one is you- we're
1: still going Pikachu. Yeah.
0: Hurry up, PV! grab your shit, we're late.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. It's been a while, right, Pikachu? <laughs> oh, God.
3: Uh, no, I want a Togepi yeah. one though. you've mentioned.
1: <laughs> uh, togepi would make sense. I don't know if I can think of a second one. But Togepi would definitely make sense.
3: I would take Let's Go Togepi and Let's Go Torchic.
1: But Torchic, Torchic. was... Hmm.
3: Torchic's adorable, and it was the most adorable one of all the starters.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Alright, is there anything else we want to say about Pokemon, or should we move on to one no, of the other keep, thousand games on this list? No, keep talking about other
0: games. We have uh, a thousand right, games uh, on this well, list. Well, but, but before we go, do you want to mention the fact that you can play with your Pikachu?
1: Oh, yeah, it has the the kind of like the Pokemon and me thing that X and Y and Sun and Moon and stuff had uh, yeah. where you can pet your Pokemon and it looks Yes. Adorable. There's way more yeah, animations can... for
0: it. Yeah, you can give them. You give them clothes. You can give them.
1: Yeah,
3: mines is wearing a sailor suit. <laughs> yeah, mine's... that's just wrong.
1: Mines wearing a Team Rocket t-shirt and a pair of glasses. And It looks adorable.
0: Mines naked.
1: That's you can a- you can
3: give them hairdos as well, but
1: yeah, you can change their hair. Only when playing portably, I think. But... At the very least, I haven't figured out how you do it with the dog. Um, I don't know
3: how you do it at all, but because. And
1: uh, in, in handheld mode, if you are petting your Pikachu, if you I think if you use two fingers, and rub their head. Oh right. It changes their hairstyle.
3: Ah. Sounds so wrong in every way.
1: Yeah, yes. I mean, yeah. Do you remember when uh, Fire Emblem had this mini game in it? and they took it out for the non-Japanese release of the game and it was like because as it turns out when you apply this minigame to people it's weird (laughs) it's weird to pet people (laughs) yeah but not in Japan apparently (laughs) I mean Japan's into their creepy shit
0: right cool so should we yeah Let's.
1: yes let do something else. Mike. Yes. Tell us right. about we're
0: touching heads. <laughs> so, yeah, do you guys remember a game from, I think it was Psygnosis for the PlayStation 1 just after Wipeout called Roll Cage? I remember no. they existed, but I never played it. Right. Okay. So, Roll Cage was basically the next racing game after Wipeout, and they put the wheels back on the vehicles, except uh, they were really right. big. They were really big wheels, and if the car flipped upside down, it could still drive. So, all right, I'm it back meant, on board. You know, you could uh, hit it with a rocket, and it would flip, and then it would drive. It could drive on on the roof and stuff like that.
1: I definitely toy cars uh, like
0: this. <laughs> Yeah, so it was a really good game. Liked it. Now, uh, we now have Grip, which is the spiritual successor to it. It is heavily inspired by Rollcage. And it's not long out. Um, goes for around about £35, I think, if I remember correctly. And it's out on most formats. The game itself is... A combat racer so you think you know I think wipeout crossed with Mario Kart to give you the, the the best way to try and describe it
1: I like blur uh,
0: yeah. yeah yeah so it's set in this futuristic world and uh, the tracks are all on different planets uh, you drive about There's various, uh, modes that you can do within the game. So there's things, uh, what they call a classic race. And that will be a couple of laps around the track that you're on. And whoever wins comes first, wins a race, uh, you know, second, second place, blah, blah, blah. Usual. Then you get, uh, a different type of race. And I forget what it's called. But in this one, what you do is position counts a little bit, but so does uh, driving with boost and also in your weapons and, you know, taking out your enemies. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's a bit like a, a styled. You know, um, a bit like the Kudos system from the old uh, Project Gotham racing games.
2: Yeah. You get
0: yeah. points for doing all these different things. Whoever gets the most points wins. Uh, you, then you've also got, uh, they've got death matches uh, where they basically put you in an arena and you you go about, uh, you drive around and you try and knock seven lumps out of each other and there's a timer timer runs out whoever's got the most points and the most kills wins the match that way. Uh, so there's quite a lot to do, which is all fine. Uh the game had look you sort of graphic wise looks very good and but for a lot of it they've used like a cell shading
1: mm-hmm. kind
0: of effect on it. And then they've they've got the HDR, the high dynamic range running through it as well. High dynamic, super. high dynamic range, and this futuristic planet desolate setting, and at night, is not a good combination. <laughs> Plus, the cell like black
1: screen for the most part.
0: Jeez, that yeah, <laughs> P- pretty much yeah. So it's you know some of them is really difficult to see what's going on. Uh, so it's like you they've put a lot of work. They have these guys have their heart and soul, and they're very passionate about it. They have put it in, and just doesn't gel. It just, just a little bit off. There's just a bit too much going on. Then the entire game, they've created this wonderful world, uh, you know, that has now come down to this racing, uh, and there's an entire of how this grip racing came about. And why it exists, why it's done on different planets, and why you don't see any spectators, and where all the different teams came from, where the different cars came from. But to find it, you need to troll, troll through the um, the options of oh, the main g- okay. That's a bit weird. Yeah. But- so yeah, you need good. to you need to go into the main screen and you go all the way down to game info. And then you need to go through a couple of menu, uh, a couple of options, till you find the game manual. And there, then it's there. They've got the backstory, they've got uh, breakdowns of the planets, vehicles, pickups, abilities, opponents, and it gives you tips and tricks on how to play the game as well. Which is all cool, but you have to read it. There's there's no somebody reading it alone with you, and also the spelling is fucked up. Uh, right, so, bad translation. No, it's not bad translation. Well, it is kind of bad translation. Yeah, or
1: like ever at very least, like not copy edited. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, so the, I'm just looking for it. I found it. Yeah. So it says uh, the government really couldn't tolerate such an obscene display of violence, and the word couldn't. You know, it's meant to have the apostrophe.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you know how sometimes when you fill in a form, because my surname's got uh, an apostrophe, sometimes I fill in my name, I put the apostrophe in. Once I hit send and it computes it, it puts weird com- uh, weird characters in place of the, the apostrophe. Yeah. Yeah, it's done it here on every single word that needs a, uh, an apostrophe. That's odd. How does somebody not pick up on that? I
1: mean, that we- may be something that... Um... Yeah, yeah, someone should have noticed that. That sounds more like the text is probably right somewhere, and then somewhere in their pipeline before it spews it onto the screen, it's not handling Unicode characters properly. And it's like, ah, yeah, this is a a blah 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 blah. blah." Yeah, but yeah, yeah, uh, should there's something that QA should pick up, (laughs) you know, it's like something should have been noticed,
0: yes, yeah. Um. But also, as well, the the game starts off when you first play the game. It says, do you want to play a tutorial? And it kind of pushes you towards doing it. So you do it. And the tutorial's quite good, but it misses a few things out. There's a boost bar in the game. And I only figured that out how it works because my finger slipped on it. And I went, <laughs> oh, my car's now going faster. Um. So that was fine, Um, but it makes the whole point of uh, having this tutorial, and I played it the first time, and sometimes you're that conscious about what's going on around you, Uh, the text box comes up and tells you what you should be doing, and you may push past it by accident, or... You know, you're know, you watching something else, because what happens is the text box comes up and tells you how to play the game, but the game is still playing in the background, it just slows right down. Okay. So the first okay. time that happens, it yeah, it's weird and it's off-putting, so you're trying to control, and it's like, should I be playing the game, or should I just read the text, I don't know, and you end up pushing buttons and you're not really paying attention, until you figure yeah. out that the game is actually stopped, it's just running, they've just chosen to rather than freeze the gameplay they've slowed it down which is weird it's a weird choice yeah um so yeah you've got this text telling you how to play the game and the whole game feels like it's just missing something uh the game is very well like I said before, uh the gameplay is fun, but it feels like they've taken it to a certain point and then they've thought, Oh shit, we release next we we <laughs> release tomorrow. Shit, okay, fine, just hit the button. Because there's yeah. no there's no full motion video that starts you know, no little video that starts off when you first enter the you know, turn on the game. There's no voiceover. Just a, a voiceover to give you Walk you through the tutorial. Hey, welcome to Grip, the the latest in combat racing. You know something like like that—a bit bit budget. Yes, yeah, that's it. It does feel budget because it doesn't do what all other kind of futuristic racing games or any racing game right now does. It's just missing that little bit of polish. Um, which for the price, it seems like it should have.
1: Like, I mean, it's not like it's not a full price game, but it's still. More expensive than most of the kind of yes. budget yeah. indie stuff is.
0: Yeah, so the biggest thing that I've been having with I have been struggling, and it is that it's just missing that little bit of panache and that polish. Yeah. Uh, the, the biggest thing sort of gameplay-wise is I mentioned Mario Kart, and it has that Mario Kart or that kart racer swing to it when certain races, when it comes to just the the straight, the classic races as it calls them, you can find yourself racing around and you'll be in first position right up until, you know, the last straight and you'll get bombarded by rockets six times in a row and go from first place <laughs> to last place. Just um, like Mario Kart. Just like, yes. And it feels like Sometimes it feels worse than my car. It feels like the the balance is off somehow. In in one race, you you race one race, and no one will fire a rocket at you. Not a soul. The next race, all of a sudden, you are just you've got a target on your back. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's a bit too swingy for, um, which That's is a bit weird. It does. Listen, the, the game does some good things as well. It has this quite cool system of you can create rivals so should you cut somebody off in a race or target them with your missiles run them off the road do something like that you piss them off and you basically annoy them so that they will drive aggressively against you so the best thing you want to yeah i I quite like that so So it's kind of like um
1: uh, what's the thing in forza uh play like drive avatars but instead of it being based on how your friends play it's just reactionary to you yeah. yeah
0: it's um yeah so that's quite cool i like that um i have been having fun with the driving the is uh, there is quite a lot of modes within the so the, the campaign mode hmm. uh when you go into the campaign mode You start off and you've got, there are 11 tiers as far as I know. Okay. Each tier has between three and four races, four tournaments, sorry, in it. And each of those tournaments normally have about two to three events Mm. with the final, the final part of the event normally is like a duel against whoever you pissed off the most, (laughs) Uh, whoever your rival is then have a straight one-on-one race with them which is quite cool but the races are see all the different races they get doled out in stages now there's 11 tiers like us and there's you know between three and four events in each of those when you're dealing when you're you're you know you're, you're dealing out all these different races and all different things and you're you're dishing it out and it's segmented, it feels like you're doing a lot of the same thing. There's no... There's no panache. There's no rhyme or reason for it. It's just, oh, right, okay, I have to do, you know, 20 races of this same stuff I've been doing before until I can get the new one. Yeah, there's nothing really... Uh, th- yeah,
1: no really good progression, basically.
0: Yes, there's no good... And there's no hook. There's no hook yeah. to keep you coming back. So I have... I've done four tiers within the tournament. Uh, sorry, within the campaign. I'm pretty much done. I <laughs> don't see any reason to go back to it. It's missing that hook. It's, you know, sometimes that the hook is in Forza Horizon. Sometimes the hook is just being able to jump in a car, put on some classical music, and tear through a field. Yeah. You know, or I can't wait to see what you know uh what's the next uh crazy ramp they're going to get me to drive off of or what's the new the next stunt i'm going to have to do in yeah. forza horizon or uh you know what's the color scheme in in wipeout going to be when i do the next race mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, the, there isn't anything it's i'm just racing against ai over and over again in, uh, it's the same races, but sometimes they'll put the race on a different track. There's not that many different tracks as well, or different worlds.
1: Yeah, cause I think that's how like Wipeout usually gets away with it. Is that you're kind of there's only a handful of modes, and you're kind of doing them over and over, but they have a shitload, a shitload of tracks, and so it doesn't feel yes. Like, and also, difficulty ramps up in such a way that it's caused to get faster and faster, and it you know feels like a good progression
0: yeah yeah it's it's just missing that little bit of polish you know see if they'd taken this game away and spent another two or three months just adding those things in throwing a little bit more money in it with uh maybe a better soundtrack so the soundtrack that they use as well sort of runs in the background there's never any focus for it to be the main feature Mm -hmm. um yeah, it's just missing that little bit of spit and polish, okay. and yeah, I would I recommend it? it. That's the other thing as well. It's maybe on sale. Yes, I'd recommend it on sale. I wouldn't. Re- I wouldn't recommend it at full price. Yeah. Uh, I'm still kind of havering what the, the final score because I, I will put a review up on the site as well, and I'm kind of still. Havering where the where it's going to sit, and it's going to be somewhere between spoilers, <laughs> somewhere between <laughs> a five, a five and a seven. It's not a bad game.
1: Yeah, it's an okay one.
0: Yeah, it, it's the, not the, a great game either.
1: Based on what you've said, kind of, in this podcast, like, I'm, and what little I've seen of it, which has been a handful of screenshots, and I think oh, I would say Giant Bomb did a video on it that I watched. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. I guess so. Yeah. Um, um I is there any variation in like the the tracks, like the kind of uh themes of the tracks? Yes Because, because uh, almost everyone that I've seen, I've only seen a couple of them to be fair, but everyone, almost everyone I've seen is that same kind of just moddy brown, dirty wasteland.
0: <laughs> uh some of them are... Some of them are so it's not muddy brown it's sort of muddy black oh that's moving. Um, that's great <laughs> yeah th- there is there is a slight difference in some of them okay that's uh, good then. yeah yeah i'm i'm going to stop talking about it now because it is it's a pretty decent game it's just missing like i said that you know that final bit of polish that yeah. would have taken it from an okay game to a great game Personally, I wouldn't recommend it full price. I would say wait for it to... It comes in a price drop. But, hey, you know, I've I've had reviewers talk about games that I love that as well. And sometimes if you just really fancy a game, it doesn't matter what some idiot with a microphone thinks. <laughs> you're going to enjoy it. So if you're looking forward to it, pick it up. If not, if you're cu- just curious, I would say hang on a little bit for it.
1: Is it on Switch? It is...
0: It is on See, Switch. Uh, yeah. If it
1: goes on sale, that might be somewhere I'd pick it up. Just because there's not a lot of racing games on Switch at the moment.
0: Yeah. So the version that I have is the version. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not too sure. I don't think it's much of a difference, but it's. Uh... Yeah, it's probably fine. Yeah. But yeah, it's all right. It's
1: thirty-four ninety-nine on Switch.
0: Yes. Cool. Yeah. should we move on to, speaking of things on Switch... <laughs> we have a bunch of them. Uh, yeah, we do, yeah. So, pick your favourite. Okay, why don't you tell us about the shape-shifting Detective?
1: Yes, okay, pick my favourite then. I fucking <laughs> love this game. Um, so we've talked about adventure games on this podcast a few times before, and FMV yep. games in particular, cause I think both you and I talked a bunch about uh, the infectious madness of Doctor Decker last year. Yes, yeah, yep. I think it was two years ago. <sighs> Fuck, we've been doing this for a while. Um, the, the shape-shifting detective is a new game from those guys, and yes, they kind of drop the like the whole thing that Doctor Decker did was it was FMV, where you kind of are. For people who don't know, FMV. I mean, it kind of just means any pre-rendered video but generally when you talk about it in games you mean there's real people real actors there's human beings there um, These games were super popular back in like the 90s and they were almost all terrible which I might be a controversial thing to say but <laughs> I yes. love them but they're they're kind of all terrible until recently when you know we have technology now, we can do it. Um, yeah. And the one that these guys made a couple of years ago, the infectious man was Dr. Decker, the whole thing about it was you were interviewing uh, patients of uh, a doctor who had passed away under mysterious like circumstances basically be murdered and you had to find out which one of them did it. And they had this weird kind of structure where you were typing in the questions to ask and it was weird. It was good. But it kind of didn't all completely click. Um, it felt like they maybe you know ran out of time or money or something. Then yeah. for the most part, it was good. But there was just some stuff that didn't really super work. The Shape Shifting Detective is much more straightforward. It's just kind of a it's still got that kind of interview format, but the way they connect it all up is a bit more traditional, kind of adventure gamey. So it's more you go and you have a bunch of questions to ask people. And depending on what you ask, some of those questions will kind of uh, change the way that people feel so they won't answer other questions. Like if you ask a question that makes someone angry and they throw you out, you're not going to get to ask them the other questions. And right. in some cases you can delete questions to just not ask them. Which uh-huh. Sometimes you'll get responses for that. Sometimes people will be like... Sometimes that is just taken as being like, I'm not going to ask this question. Sometimes that's taken as, I'm going to sit here and do nothing. And so people react and be like, why are you just sitting there? Why are you not saying anything? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the kind of setup for this game is, again, there's there's been a murder. It's not connected to that old one, but this is by the same developers from it. And it's the same FMV kind of thing. A lot of same actors from it. A lot of same actors from Contradiction Spot Liar as well, which I also really enjoyed. Uh, that was one that definitely ran out of budget because the story in Contradiction just ends at a certain point. Like, it feels like they ran out of money and they're like, th- that person, they're the murderer. It's like, why? It's like, because they have to be because we need someone. Um, This one, you're going to solve a murder and there's you're staying at a hotel that has like a handful of people living at it, and then you're in this tiny little village that you can wander around and kind of explore, well you don't really explore, but you can go different places and interview different people from the village, and so it's a small little village where everyone kind of knows each other, and it's it's just really good, like, the kind of gimmick that they add to it, to give it a bit of a twist and make it feel kind of one, to make it feel a bit more interesting, but two, to make it so it's just not it's not just I go talk to this person and go through every dialogue choice then I go to this person talk to them and go through every dialogue choice is that you can shapeshift because the, the name of the game you are a shapeshifting detective so you can go back to your room at any time and change into anyone that you've interviewed Right and then go back to people that you've interviewed and talk to them as that person
0: Right, okay, I'm with you.
1: Which means you can get different information from them, which you can use to ask questions either in your regular form or to ask questions you know, as someone else that maybe shouldn't know such a thing or whatever. Or if you find out certain information, like if you find out uh, two of the characters are sleeping together but no one else really knows this except those two characters, then when you transform into one of those two characters, you can go up to the other one and be like, uh, I was looking for you on the night of the murder, you know, for a booty call, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, that's that's weird," hmm. whatever. And then you'll kind of get a bit more information about where they were that night of the murder, basically. Right. Okay. And it's really good. I actually like. It's one of those things where it's definitely a budget game, um, like all these games tend to be, but yeah, they kind of nail a lot of the main points of it like the story is really interesting the world they set up is very interesting and has some kind of a lot of supernatural elements to it that they set up right from the start because you're a shapeshifting detective (laughs) like it's right off the start it's like alright you're told like no one can know that you're a shapeshifter like it's not it is the real you know, a realistic version of the world like it's not a sci-fi or a fantasy world where there's shapeshifters walking about everywhere it's you're a shapeshifter, but is you know, modern day, no one believes in shapeshifters, right? And I feel like they just do a good job with it. The the acting and all the FMV is mostly pretty solid. You know, it's like not super amazing, but it, it's good. Um, better than most of these games are. It's not her story level, but right. Okay. I think that her story is a. Like it's one of those high tier standards that you can't really hold every game to because, yes, yeah, her yeah. story is, you know, it was an outlier. It's not. There's not a lot of games like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for the most part, the actors do a good job. There's so I think of who, um, the redhead from Doctor Decker, the one that believes she was a mermaid is back uh, she, right. I forget her name she has a really good name like in real life uh, her name is like is Ashlyn Death which we see right now just looks like it says Ashlyn Death Right. Which is pretty good which apparently is just her real name which is bizarre um, it has uh, oh god I forget his name it's like Rupert Booth I think was the guy who played Detective Jenks in Contradiction who was like the main character who is this really campy like overacted like cartoon character basically Um, he's not that in this, this game is a bit more serious and a bit darker than that but he's also still very good and there's a couple of references to that character right? um, despite the fact a different company made that game but it's obviously it's obviously like all these people just kind of know each other and know the other games they've worked on and stuff which is pretty Uh neat Um, but yeah I played through it multiple times because there's multiple endings Um, it randomises who the killer is at the start of the game and so it can end in different ways depending on whether you find out who the killer is and you have to pay attention to what people say because just because you played through it once and this person was the killer doesn't mean that if you play through it again they will be the killer again right so you get different endings based on that. Um, so I played through it a few times, got a couple of different endings. I think I saw all the possible killers, because not everyone is a possible killer. I think there's only three or so. Um, and I was played through it on Switch. I guess it's worth mentioning as well. Because um, this is out on PC as well.
0: Probably on other right. consoles. Yeah, I think it is. Uh...
1: Yeah, but at the very least on Switch. And uh one of those games it's just high quality video so it scales down to the touchscreen really well, like it works in portable mode really well, and also uh, when docked. So, yeah, I recommend it. It's very, it's quite cheap. It's like a tenner. Right. It's If you liked the previous game by these guys, Dr. Decker, definitely pick this one up
0: because I think this is better. Right, because they also did uh, the bunker and late shift.
1: So they the same publisher published those, but a different developer made them. I think.
0: Ah, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I, I might it be wrong was, on that. But. It was Wales Interactive that did all of them, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the publisher. Yeah. Again, I might be wrong, um, but yeah, yeah, they've done a bunch of FMV games. Basically, it's, they're kind of doubling down on it. I just know that it's definitely Doctor Decker people. Um, but yeah, the I haven't played the bunker, but I remember hearing good things about it.
0: Yeah. I think it's um, currently on sale as well. Pick on on Nintendo Switch. Yeah, uh, Late
1: Shift was on sale recently on Switch as well. I don't know if it still is. Uh, yeah, that's also a very good FMV game. Completely different people and stuff, but it's it's a good game. Right. Uh, I kind of wish that Contradiction would get ported to other places because even though it, you know, it feels unfinished, and it's kind of. It kind of came out before the rest of this resurgence of FMV games, and so it's, you know, rougher around the edges. Uh-huh. I think that it's one of those ones that the writing and the characters are so good in it that it's got so much charm that it's worth playing regardless. So I kind of wish it were right. ported places, but this is definitely the closest i felt to... This is, like, the, the, the best i felt about one of these FMV games since that one. Like, I think the writing in it's very good the characters are all very interesting there's a couple that are kind of maybe a bit too two dimensional for what they're going for but like for the most part the characters have a lot of depth to them and that works very well with the whole randomized killer kind of thing because they don't it's not just a case of sometimes you play through it and someone is blatantly evil like it's not like you play through it one time is like oh this guy's wandering around talking about murdering people all the time like it is, most of the dialogue is very similar or the same or has subtle changes that you know make it you have to pay attention to what people are saying basically to figure out what they're
0: saying right, okay
1: so yeah I definitely recommend that, that one, I have written a review of it which I'm gonna send to Ben and ask him to look maybe get it on the site. Cool. And I'm working on a video review of it, because I liked it enough that I was like, I'm just going to do a video about this game. Excellent. So that'll hopefully be up soon, around time of this podcast, maybe? Maybe, cool, hopefully. It's almost done, like, I, the video is done, I just need to fix the audio. The issue with making these kind of videos for indie games, in particular indie FMV games, is there's a couple of things like one it's an FMV game so absolutely every bit of footage I use is a spoiler and so I right. have a spoiler warning at the start of it being like look this is all out of order and out of context so none of it's actually a spoiler but it's kind of a spoiler <laughs> Right um, and it's all, all the footage I use is like right from the start of the game so it's like okay. none of it should be None of it should be a spoiler, but also the whole game is, you know, talking to people and listening to what they say and stuff, so any of that is technically content yeah. from the game. Um, Another thing is just that there's no... I can't get to the music. There's no... <laughs> like, I can't get background music for this. I'm going to have to just use something like royalty-free or something. I can't just... Right. Like, other games I will just, like, leave running in an area where there's, like, no gameplay or something to... Steal the background music to use uh. basically for the, like that is my cheat way of doing this is usually, you know, stand in a corner somewhere and just you know record the background music from it if they don't have a sound test. This game I can't do that because it's just it's FMV because it's there's people yeah. talking the whole time. Um but yeah, I that's those are issues that will never impact anyone else. Unless they're also making a video about this game. So don't let that hinder your buying of it. Uh, yeah, so I bought it on Switch. I really liked it. Uh, the one thing I will say about the Switch version is it seems to have a bug at the moment where it crashes at the end of the game. Right, okay. Um, I looked up online, it crashes after the gameplay. Like, you finish the game, like fully finish the game and it goes to play the credits and then it crashes. Um, right. So you're not missing anything. But it's still weird. More than nothing else. Um, I don't know if that's every Switch or if it's just mine. If that's I don't know. None of the other versions of the game seem to have that issue. So Yeah, maybe I don't know, like it didn't hinder my enjoyment of it because again it happened you're missing the credits. Like it's not It's annoying that it happens at all. It shouldn't happen at all not given right. a free pass for it happening at all like they shipped a game that has a crashing air issue in it but also I mean it's a crashing issue that happens after you finish the game <laughs> it's not it's not like it happens midway through or you know it breaks the game in any way it's just a, I don't know it's weird but yeah shape-shifting detective I recommend it if you like adventure games if you like FMV games uh, if you just want something kind of, you know, I watch some real actors in a video game. Some of them good, some of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um. Oh God, what else we got? Uh, Mike, do I talk about Jackbox Party Pack Five?
0: <sighs> I don't. The
1: fifth Jackbox.
0: We yes. This. We did, yeah. So we uh, got like together. We. Though played yeah i know it does we played some board games which we'll probably talk about later and then we broke open the new jackbox and played some of that Mm -hmm. cool so we played uh we played some of the you don't know jack yeah okay so this is the it's the second version of you don't know jack for the jackbox party back i think yeah the
1: the very first one
0: had uh, yeah. that in it. And it didn't work version. super well. I didn't play much of it, to be fair.
1: Um, It had a mode in it called Jack Attack, which was in the previous ones, because like, you don't know Jack is a long-running trivia series from the PC, and then they brought it back on the Xbox 360 and stuff. Yes. Where it had this mode called Jack Attack, where it's just like everyone... Basically, pressing a buzzer as quickly as possible to be the first one to get an answer right. Yeah, which doesn't work with the Jackbox thing of everyone's going through the internet onto a website. Like, there's too much delay, yes. and it just doesn't work. Yeah, uh, yeah, which they removed from this one, which is uh-huh. good
0: because it didn't work. No, no. Um, I did. Yeah, I didn't really see it. I will play much of that one. So, uh. a good thing then yeah i think i think i own i own that on steam and i own it on the playstation 4 i think but uh i think i bought it the the same time as two and two's got the better games on it as well but anyway uh yeah you don't know jack is basically it's a trivia game but they give you categories and then the question has got this very, very, very small connection to the category. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really weird, but it's cool though. And then they've got, uh, you know, they ask you questions, things like that, but then they've got things like this or that. Yes. Uh, so this or that is they give you how do you explain this
1: or that? <laughs> it's They give you... Oh my
0: god, it's hard. Uh,
1: it's one of those things where you think about it in your head and you're like, well, that's it. And then the moment you try to actually say it, it's like, yeah. ah. You have a bunch of words or phrases or things, basically, that come up one at a time. Well, actually, no, you, it's not one at a time in this one. They come in
0: kind of batches. Yeah, um, and you have to decide what what category they fall into. Is it... Um, is it this or that? Cat <laughs> cat cats that you would keep in your home or cats that you would see in a zoo for example and then they throw different yeah. animals at you and you need to put them into one of the other categories oh,
1: I'm trying to remember. and then but yeah but also they're usually funnier than that
0: yeah the, not, the, not, not that your
1: cat example isn't funny but i <laughs> I just trying to no, think of an actual specific example like they were yeah they're they're usually something uh but well, on the I'm, face of it you're like that I don't know, that doesn't... Yeah. You never get so, those mixed up, and then you do. Yeah, they,
0: yeah. yeah they've, they've got... Uh, I'm just looking for it and you add an example. And they've got Blockbuster or Mockbuster. So you have to pick up... You have to choose whether it is a summer blockbuster movie or it's the name of a movie that they made up. <laughs> um.
1: When one of them was like... Oh, I say it was like lyrics from, uh, or like names of an artist's song, or uh, like things said by a philosopher or something like that. Like there were yes, yeah, this that kind of thing. Yeah, um, man, I'm completely blanking on them. But it was a couple of weeks ago we played this. To be fair, yeah, um, but yeah, it's very good.
0: Yeah, um, I I've always like you don't know Jack. I've had. Yeah, bought a... a couple of versions on Steam and things like that when it was uh, it was just pure multi uh, local multiplayer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was quite good. We I'm really also... glad
1: they got a version of this working on their like current like the Jackbox platform.
0: Yes. Because yeah. it's good to have it back. Yeah. Uh, we also played some Split the Room. Yes. So Split the Room is a a game. And basically, what you're trying to do in this one is, you are given a scenario, and uh, what you need to do is they they give you say, give you a scenario, and they give you an answer. So I'm trying to think of one. Of those. They say the, the scenario is that there is a book, and uh, in the book is. Everything that anybody ever said nice about you is recorded in this book. But yeah. for every 10 minutes that you spend reading it, you <laughs> you then have to spend an hour doing blank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what it was, yeah? Yeah, um, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so basically what you then want... Want to do is you want to come up with the, the fill in the blank, but you want to do it in such a way that you know that it would maybe appeal to Paul, but it wouldn't appeal to Kieran. So that, that one of them would say yes, I would do it, and the other one would say no, no way in hell would I do it. Yeah. So you, you are literally trying to split the room, and you get more points Uh for the the, the better of the better split you get, the more points you get.
1: Yeah. So for. That one that we had, that example one is there is a book full of every nice thing anyone's ever said about you and who said it. For every minute you spend looking at the book, you have to spend a minute looking at blank. Do you spend ten minutes reading it? And the answer that one of us put in was naked old people. (laughs) Yes, that was me. (laughs) So, you have to split it, which doesn't work that well as an answer despite being funny. So this is the thing about this game that I think in general we all found is that... It doesn't really lend itself to funny answers as much as Jackbox games (laughs) usually do. I still enjoyed it. But... Yeah, I found
0: that if you were playing to win, you were playing for points and things, I found it was quite difficult to do that.
1: Yeah, because, like, Naked Old People is the funny answer for that, but no one would ever put
0: yes. Yes.
1: Hopefully. Except maybe an old person, I guess. I don't know.
0: Well, I don't know. I you know
1: what? people are allowed to be into whatever they're allowed to be into like people can do what they want maybe someone would no one in our group of friends <laughs> no. is into naked old people so you you <laughs> knew no one would pick that answer yes so, yeah so it doesn't really so, work as a a split no. in the room answer
0: yes yeah, so it it was more cerebral than we thought we were expecting it to be yeah but it was it, it's good
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's just not. Uh, Yeah, I I find one that actually split it. Uh, Keep talking. I'm looking through. Right. Okay. Yeah. So
0: I, I find with some of the games like that where I can't behave myself. It's, (laughs) you know, I I know that I should be playing, and I, I should be looking for an answer that splits the room. But sometimes I just can't help myself. It's just. I have to go with the the funny answer that's on my head, which I think is why I like Quiplash more. It's my favourite of all the Jackbox games. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like just coming up with a little smart comment and just making people laugh. It's brilliant. Mm -hmm. So Split the Room was good though.
1: Yeah, Um, I enjoyed it. It just wasn't.
0: Yeah.
1: It's weird because I Uh, also, I feel like they know because at the end of everything it asks like was this a humorous uh, yes like was this a humorous uh, answer as though like somewhere down the line they were like they we have to do market research on this because I don't think this game's funny although it might be good <laughs>
0: like it, yes it feels like they knew <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah it was it was a bit weird uh we also played some Mad City Yes, Which I really like this really one. Really good, yeah. So, Madverse City is the rapping robots game. So, uh, basically, the, the idea is that you all get a robot, and then you have to, you basically have to complete two rhyming couplets. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what they do is they they give you uh, a prompt, and they say to you, "Give us a a verb yeah it gives a verb a doing word you know so you give them a verb and then you and you get presented with this line of text and uh it got your word in it and then you have to yeah at the end of it and then you have to do the second line which normally rhymes you know you do a rhyming couplet. So and at the end it's presented like a rap battle. Hmm. So you do that twice, so you end up with four lines of text. Once everyone's come up with their you know their their little raps, they get presented by the robots and the robots read it out in its text to text to speech programs. So like Microsoft Sam it reads out the raps and it's actually quite funny.
1: It's surprisingly good. Like it, it works. Yeah. Like it stumbles on some warts here and there, but you know, text-to-speech has come a long way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty good. Um,
0: yeah. So I, uh, one of the, the 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 raps the one of the voices is it's kind of like an Asian one, which I didn't know at the time. So I was given a, a rap. And the, the I can't remember the word that I had, um, and instead of I couldn't think of anything to do to rhyme it with, and I thought of mother. But if you you know you made a double T instead of a TH, sounds it'd be mutter. <laughs> and when the when the the Asian voice did it, it it worked, and it was like oh that is so good but so bad at the same time. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh but it is it's a good fun game um yeah you're just basically using your rhyming skills and things but yeah it's good fun so um we also played one more game from the jackbox party pack 5 which uh, i really enjoyed which was patently stupid
1: yeah this might be my favorite from this like i went in expecting the rap battle one to be my favorite but
0: i think this might be my favorite i I really liked this. I thought it was really cool. So I always love the drawing games, yeah, um, I'm really bad at drawing though so yeah, but that's part of the fun. What I like about this one is that you can use it so the the idea apparently stupid is that uh every yeah uh, everyone gets given a, you know a fill in the blank line um you know. Every night when I go to bed, I can't go. I cannot blank, and you fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. so then all of these problems uh, get given to everyone. You've got a choice of a problem that you need to then yeah, come up with you a
1: two of them or something.
0: Yeah, you get uh, a choice of two, and you have to come up with an invention to solve this problem. So I'm trying to think of one of the problems that we had, Uh, and I can't. I'm blanking. (laughs) But (sighs) yes, oh god, I can't. So, Uh, but yeah, yeah, it
1: comes up with it gives you these prompts, and you have to draw some kind of thing to fix them. Um, Oh god, the the results don't show what the
0: right what the problem was. uh That's nine, right? So yeah, um, basically what you need to do is you need to invention, and you can make it as crude or as detailed as you want. You can use different colours, you can draw arrows, all sorts of things. Um, you also need to come up with a name for your invention, Uh and you also need to come up with a slogan for your invention. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once you've done all that, everyone takes a turn and they do like a really bad powerpoint presentation which is the, oh, this so is the good. thing that I love about it it's it brilliant
1: it's so good i was so skeptical about this but it works so well
0: yeah it is it's fantastic because i've uh you know in in the real life away from uh we do a lot of things and things like that so i have to present yeah. um sl- uh, powerpoint and do things like that and you always just want to do something stupid like this (laughs) so this is your perfect idea so you end up with you can do a presentation and you normally should so you need to show what the problem is you then show what the solution is the name of the solution and the slogan yeah and you can do
1: you can do them in any order it gives you buttons on your phone and you can hit them when you need them so you can do comedic timing yourself it's fantastic
0: Uh, it's brilliant Um, and yeah we really ourselves laughing it was really really good yeah
1: Uh, I I loved it
0: after everyone gets the you know a round of making their own invention and presenting it you then I think it's only two rounds isn't it Uh... because you get one round and everyone does one invention and then the last round is everyone gets the same in, uh, the same problem to solve. I think you might be right. I
1: think it's only two. It probably scales depending on the number of people playing. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's only two rounds.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> the the first round. round yep. Yeah, the first round, you all get to do that, and then the second round. Uh, I can't remember how the 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 problem is decided, but it's decided, and everyone has to tackle that problem. Yeah. And it, yeah, uh, and then you all present the problem, uh, present your solution to it, and then you all secretly vote and get points. Uh, it's the same as most of jackpot games. There is always a winner, but
1: yeah, and there's always like a voting stage at the end of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, but nobody really gives a shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's great.
1: Yeah, like making the jokes is the important thing. Like everyone yeah.
0: just votes for what they found
1: funniest, which is yeah. Kind of the point, uh, like they don't. Yeah. There's no. This is kind of like quiplash even though it's obviously more. Uh, I guess it's more like the T-shirt game. Like it's like that T-shirt game or quiplash or stuff where they there's no pretense of there being like a deeper game around it. It's just make a funny thing, and yes, then yeah. they have this extra layer of and then convince people why it's funny. Like you basically have give them a presentation about why your joke is funny. Do it. And it's like, okay. That's fucking Uh good. So like, I'm looking at our... See, I don't have the problems that we had to solve because it doesn't show them in this. Right. I remember this being one of my answers, which was... I think the problem was something like I can't stop laughing or something like that. Right. Uh, Like I can't stop laughing and so uh, my my solution to this was an Adam Sandler box set with the... (laughs) Slogan, I oh. promise you won't laugh once. Yes. Um, there's the oh fuck lace tie. Oh. Uh, which I believe was for making sure your shoes were tied together. Um, yes. Oh my god, this is yeah. animated and it's going super quick. I'm trying to read what your slogan <laughs> was. So I think this was in yours. I think it's just. Oh, yeah. It's literally yes, just tying your shoelaces together to make other people laugh. Was the slogan for it?
0: Yes. Yeah. That was it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. It was fun. I really liked it. That presentation thing at the end is great because you can come back from. Even if you fuck up the drawing or you fuck up the slogan or something like that, like you can. You can sell it. You know.
0: Yes. Yeah. That. Yeah. And that is the. I think that's the whole fun around it as well because you can even if you like you say you can intentionally fuck it up and make it really bad just on the you know right okay I'm gonna sell I'm either gonna do a good a good drawing so I don't need to do too much in the cell or Mm. I'm gonna do it's all gonna be about the cell I'm gonna make you laugh yeah Um, and it's it's that thing where if
1: it didn't have that presentation layer at the end of it this would just be the t-shirt game from Jackbox 3 yes yeah like, I don't think it would be as funny without the... the like, the slogans and the titles don't add anything unless you're the one reading them out and you're giving them in an order and you're setting them up and using yes. them as punchlines instead of just, yeah you know. It's... Yeah, it was great. I loved it. It's probably my favourite thing in that jackbox. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> um...
0: I think it's a it's a pretty strong collection this time as well. I think it's it's one of the better ones. I think it's better than four.
1: Yeah, I I think so as well. I think the only game in it that isn't that I didn't like is I forget the name of it, but it's like a uh, weird little Zeeple,
0: platformer thing. Zeeple Dome.
1: Yeah. It's like a weird platformer thing and it just doesn't work. It's interesting that they tried it, but it's just it it doesn't work. It's not Yeah. Fun. Um, It's slow and it's... Yeah. Like, the controls technically work, but it's just not... Again, it's not fun. Uh Um, Was there any other games on that, Jackbox? Was there any we didn't play? Uh, Um,
0: Yeah, so the only one that we didn't play was... uh, Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Nothing missed. No, nothing missed at all. So... Should we move on to? I'm just looking at the list. There's there's quite a bit on it. That we need to talk about quite a bit, and it's quite late.
2: <laughs>
1: nah, cool. don't worry. It's almost should a
0: we should we move on? Should we mosey along? Yeah, I'm not in work you, tomorrow. Did you like that mosey along? I did. I liked that. And some of us do have work. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, see if, see if we can rustle up. Our opinions. Oh,
1: no. oh, on no. it. oh, I get it. Because Paul's surname <laughs> is Russell, right? Yes,
0: that's it. Yeah, yep, that's exactly. Got it. it. Yeah, um, nailed it. Yeah, let let's talk some Red Dead Redemption. Two. Yay! Let's do it. Cool. So I have played. I'll just say that that I played the least of the three of us. Um, I know that for a fact because I think I've just come back from my second John into the into the main town. Valentine. Well, main. For the first
3: time. <laughs> Valentine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you've played the least of everyone then. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. I suspect Paul's probably played the most.
3: Yeah, I'm. Pretty much finished Act 6. I'm about to roll over into the epilogue.
0: Alright, I think I'm only the only like thing, Act
3: 3. The only thing stopping me rolling into the epilogue right now is the fact that I've not put Red Dead on this week because Pokemon came out. Right. <laughs> or Red Dead would have been finished before we recorded this had Pokemon not come out this week.
1: I'm at the point where you go south and all of the black people in your group are like why are we here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you maniacs
3: <laughs> yeah you've got a lot to catch up on yeah. uh, compared to where I am but also act 3 is a very long act alright Um, I would almost I would almost endeavor to say act 3 is the longest
1: act of the whole game that's fair um, so the game's Mexico. You go south, takes a while. Yeah. Um,
3: act three is probably the longest act of the whole game. Act... I think Act 4 is possibly the shortest? No. Alright. Act 5 is the shortest. Yeah. Um, and I'm... I think I'm very close to the end of Act 6. But um, you're enjoying it? Yeah, oh god, yeah. Um... As I said, the only reason I've stopped playing is Pokemon, and that's because I've forever been known as Mr. Pokemon on this podcast, but um, Red Dead Redemption is the one game that's captured my attention this whole year. It's probably the one game I have come in from work and put on almost every day, even if it was to do something as stupid as go fishing or for a ride on my horse. Uh, (laughs) There's there's no other game that's come out this year that has given me as much joy as Red Dead Redemption has right absolutely and I'm not saying there won't be something that I've not played yet that will pip it to my game of the year spot but right now it's it's sitting up there for the taking Um, right okay yeah it it has that spot something needs to come along and knock it off
1: yeah I think it's alright
3: world world building story story amazing, world building fantastic, the world is so alive everything you do has consequences yeah I do like that I I mean it's all already been said just any review of the game says it, it is that game it's it's, you know it's Rockstar come along and do what they do
0: yeah okay well, in that sense, let me put the negative on it and say, well, in that case, isn't it just Grand Theft Auto on a horse?
1: Kinda, of, yeah. Ah,
0: uh,
3: but no, because it's, it's a really good like, Grand Theft that's Auto like you're on a horse. The last oh, oh, no! Grand no, Theft no,
0: Auto listen. on a horse. I I am not. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Um, the world. The world looks absolutely stunning. The amount of things that you can interact with, uh, you know, it is a, it does feel like a living world, and the, you are interacting in the world, and you, you know, the things you do have an outcome. But Grand Theft Auto V had that as well, and Grand Theft Auto V is a is a brilliant game. I, it's still a brilliant game. It's still a brilliant I, game. Yeah.
1: So I think I like so, this more than Grand Theft Auto V. Like I think. Yeah, so I don't know if so. I've had elements of that stuff in it, but I think there's a lot of. I mean, there's some dumb shit in this game that I think is completely pointless and wish wasn't in it. Like, the, the whole eating to get bigger and smaller, like, fucking San Andreas shit is so pointless and barely there, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But the, there's also small things in this game that I love. Like, one of my favorite things in this game is that you can aim, you can target people. And uh, like it's a really basic response you can give to people, but you can just like you have a basically a pot. Was it you can uh, was it greet, defuse, uh, or like intimidate or whatever the choices are. There's basically three choices. There's a good choice, a bad choice, and a like kind of other one. That's just usually yeah. just like rob. Um, and so you can just walk up to people and just like say hi and then they'll say something back and then you can hit that button again and you will say something that continues on from that like it's very reactionary which I think it goes a long way to making it feel more like a lived in world than the GTA games do because if someone uh, gets hit by a horse and then you target them and you know talk to them the thing you say will be related to that like it'll be related right. to what just happened to them it will be connected in some way Like that, they, they nailed that stuff the context stuff for that is always very very good um, if they're standing outside a bank what you ask them will probably be something to do with the bank they're standing in front of yeah, um, yeah. that stuff's really um, good I, I, it I, is I really like amazing that. Um, the bet that I don't like in it is that the story missions are kind of boring
0: right yeah, it it does feel like um, right now we're going to show you how to go hunting. Now we're going to show yeah. you how to ride a horse for 10 minutes to go to the next town.
1: Even the ones um, that aren't like kind of tutorial like that, I feel. Yeah. Again, I'm only in like Act 3 or so, but they're very much just go to a place, do a shootout. Make sure you follow the exact path that they say. Because otherwise we're going to desync you and you have to start the mission again, which is insane. Um like don't go out of the boundaries, so uh for example uh one of the earlier How missions How far are
3: you running to not far mission? Not far. Because I all. have never once had that issue.
1: One of the earlier missions you have to like go to this like kind of little village that a rival gang is in in like the, the mountains. And yep, I know the exact one you're talking about. I decided to sneak around the side because you can be slightly stealthy with it, it kind of encourages it. So I decided to sneak around the side. And so I went into the line of trees right next to where it starts and then it goes, Where you're going and then checkpointed me. And it's like, What? I was, why is that a thing? And other missions have been thing I've done things like um you I've been riding somewhere and it's like go ride to this place and I'll see uh, an animal that I want to hunt on the way there, like that I've been looking to hunt so I can get the hide to finish a crafting thing or something like that. Okay, and right, fair if enough. You, if you stop and try to do that the game will desync you and you have to start the mission again. And it's like wow, why? <laughs> like,
3: so I'll, I'll fling you two reasons why that's never happened. One, it's me, so there's an impending shootout. I'm running and gunning and killing everybody. Sod stealth, I've got a shotgun and a rifle. I think
1: uh, I've just the done th- stealth for parts of it, because I also don't think the shooting's very good.
3: And then the other thing is, I have done, other than forced stuff, I have done no crafting. Um, my one thing with the game is, you make far too much money, and there's nothing to spend it on.
1: Yeah, there's... That is my one issue
3: with the game. I am sitting with a bank balance that I would kill for in the real world. And (laughs) I have bought everything I want. Yeah, the only thing
1: I spend money on is clearing my bounty after I go and do something dumb.
3: Yeah, that's that's pretty much the only thing I spend money on. I've fully upgraded everything in the camp.
1: Yeah. Everything. I've not done I've not done that yet, but I've definitely I've done the thing I've upgraded I've done all the upgrades that seem to matter that aren't just cosmetic.
3: Oh, no know i've done all the cosmetic ones as well yeah. i've bought silly crap like chicken coops and
1: well the chicken coops the chicken coop have an effect chicken coop uh makes your stew better
3: well that's true i've yeah but i've bought all the like cosmetic upgrades for ten for everything. yeah, there's, forever the yeah there's stuff
1: like make the make better tablecloths and it's like why it's like well they look nice it's like but we're fucking camping out who cares
3: yeah no i've done all that because i'm just like what i do with all this money
1: yeah I've been using it to pay off my bounty which uh, this is the thing Like I'm probably being like or sounding like super harsh and critical about this game because I genuinely think the story missions for the most part are just not great I think the story around them is good I think the acting is yeah, really good I, I think all that stuff I just think the story missions like even when you're not breaking them by going off the beaten path they're just dull they're just go to a place and fight waves of enemies that come out of trees for the most part yeah, uh, I mean, I'll, sometimes I'll, you I'll get in get your horse right away. Like they're, they're super by the numbers. Like most of them follow the same structure and whatever. But I think the reason that that is so much of an issue in this game compared to other games is because all that open world stuff is damn near fucking perfect. And this has yeah. come for someone that doesn't like the first Red Dead very much. Yeah, like the open world's great. This is the best open world that Rockstar have ever made.
3: Oh yeah, hands down. Easily, and
1: without doubt. This feels more like a left-in world than the fucking Bethesda game does. Yeah. Um, it's, which, yeah. Which is why it stands out so much more when you go into a story mission and it's like yeah, but it's linear now. And it's like, but why? This is the antithesis, the antithesis. I can say worse tonight. <laughs> um, of like everything else you've done in this game, but like the open world's great. I fucking love just like riding around, meeting strangers, or picking fights with random people or robbing them, which is probably why I need to spend so much money on my bounties all the time. Is because I'm robbing random in- people. I'm going into towns and being like, I'm gonna try rob this bank, which I suppose you probably theoretically can do on your own. Like it lets you, but man, I don't know if you can ever pull that off on your own. No, <laughs> the
3: um. The, the, the best way I've found for money is go to your camp. Guys, like, hey, I found this house out in the woods. Yeah. I like money stashed in there, That's the That's thing. They?
1: Also, yeah, those side missions. Way more fun than the main missions. <laughs> I love that those side missions that are like, oh, let's oh, just yeah. go rob this guy's house. It's I've like, got yeah, so sure. Attached,
3: I've got so attached to everyone in the camp, and it's like, I love doing stuff with him. I love going fishing with him.
1: Yeah. I love going out drinking with Lenny.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, i will i will agree with you the story missions are but by the numbers i i let it slide because i love the story around them yeah
1: i think I, the story i've seen so far is good
3: yeah it, it gets way better
1: um, my favorite thing has just been to jump on trains as they pass and then rob them i just <laughs> oh like, yeah that's great i, that's love, great the, I love the trains Robbing trains is just fun i'm not very good at it but I ended up in like a really weird, bad scenario, which probably shouldn't be allowed to happen, but it happened where I got on a train and I uncovered most of the map really early on because I was robbing a train, but I didn't take out the driver. Ah, uh, okay. So I was walking up the train robbing people and the driver just kept going and it just went oh, right yeah, around no. the map and so I just like drove through like a populated city and so as a result all the police started showing up and like chasing and so that at oh, that point yeah. I had to go start driving the train so I was just driving this train with I just people chasing me whole, on like, horse
3: chapter 4
1: <laughs> it's so good um, so yeah like I I love the dumb shit you can do uh, I love the trains uh, because yeah you can just the different types of trains and you can rob them in different ways like if there's people in the trains then you put the bandana over your face, you jump on the train, you pull out your gun and you just walk up and down going, give me your money, to everyone. <laughs> yep. Um, it works. Which is great, and I fucking love that that's in a game. It's such a bizarre cool thing. It's that thing where, when I used to play GTA San Andreas with uh, like my cousin, we used to play the multiplayer, which we might have been the only people on Earth who ever played the multiplayer in San Andreas. Um, Probably. We Used to like go into because the whole thing of San Andreas was that you could wander into buildings and they were part of the world, they weren't separated out, it was the big thing because no one else did that on PS2. And so we went into like you know their McDonald's equivalent and would just we w- would you know basically use it as a fort and then just fight the police. But the thing we always pretended we were doing because we were kids was that we're robbing the place, but you can't do that in that game. And then Mafia 2 was the open world game for me that I really love because again you could, the whole thing in that game was that you could rob places and so you could wander into places and just hold them up and rob them and that was just such a cool weird thing to have in there and this is just like that next step of that that I love where it's like, yeah you can rob people, you can rob you know, you can hijack uh, carriages and stuff like that if there's a carriage that's got a safe on the back of it you can hijack it and then you can crack the safe and steal the money in it, if You rob a train and it's just full of goods, you can just steal those goods. (laughs) Yeah. Like, a lot of times I've robbed trains and not got money from it, but I've come out with, like, so much shit that I can sell that I would know I will get money from it later. And that stuff's all really cool. And that's why it makes me annoyed that the story missions aren't very good. Right. Um, I'm
0: not annoyed by it. I just love it. No, that's fair. Yeah, I'm I'm not far in, so I'm having I'm having, you know, fun at the moment just kinda discovering it and buggering around where you guys are. Um
1: yeah I think that's the best aspect of the game is the discovering and buggering around. Yeah. I will the better bet where it tries to be a linear story game is the bit where it doesn't work.
3: Yeah, story's great, the linearness is not. Yeah. Um, I can um, attest for the story being amazing. It, it gets
0: emotional. At yeah. Points. So, I'm... It is the better looking game. Uh, there's more to do, but I'm still... I think I've had more fun with spider-man which is a bit weird i think because spider-man is lighter Mm -hmm. possibly if that makes any sense no
1: i can understand that they are very different
0: games. yes yeah yeah definitely you you know you they're not um they're they're both open world games but they are still chalk and cheese yeah i feel like
1: they also have very different opposite issues where the story missions of spider-man are very very good Yes. And the open world in Spider Man is literally Not very the good. same. It's literally like the same four side missions over and over, and most of them are just beat guys up.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like,
1: I enjoyed it, but it, yeah. um, Yeah, they're definitely very opposite issues.
0: Yeah. I think um, I definitely do need to play more of it. Um, just being real life got in the way at one point and things like that. And then we've had just the, the glut of games and it's a trap. I fall into, I don't know about you guys, but I do tend to fall into it quite a bit with all the games coming out. And you think, well, shit, I need to play a bit of everything because one game of the year is coming up soon. Yeah. And also we do a, a weekly, well, <laughs> weekly. not so much week. Yeah. Weekly ish podcast. So you always feel that we, you know, we have to talk about something new every time. And, yeah, yeah um, I definitely do. That. Yeah, and do also just—I used
3: been... to feel
2: like that, but
3: I'm not on every week now. Um,
2: <laughs> yes, you can life. just take your time.
3: Uh, um, so I don't feel like that anymore. And when it comes to game of the year, I'm like, oh, maybe I should have played everything. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna play what I've played and play what I want to play, and then. The other guys can explain to me and show me stuff they want to fight for.
1: Yeah, and it's that thing where our game of the year stuff we don't we don't pretend we don't get paid for this shit. So we no. don't pretend to have played everything and to cover everything and whatever. So our game of the year is just based on what we played in the year. So some yeah. games we didn't play so they don't get argued for, or one of us played so it doesn't get one of us played and isn't super into so it gets argued not very much, or, you know, I played near automata and think it's the best fucking thing ever and it ends up high in our top five list just because I can argue it yeah Um, so like I said thing where we don't need to all play everything so just play what you want (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yes I do also fall into the same thing where it's like I'm going to try to play something and I wanna come on every week and be like I'm still playing blah blah which happens but yes but then other times also I'll buy a bunch of new games then go back and play something old like I was playing Mass Effect 2 yesterday that hit new release. Yes. <laughs> you know it's a really good game? Mass Effect 2. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fantastic still. Dragon Age 2. Maybe not <laughs> maybe not.
0: Yeah, d- d- well. It was alright. <laughs>
1: One an in Inquisition there though.
0: There we go. I brought it back. I can't bring it back. It's gone.
1: Inquisition killed it. Oh, yeah, I made, they enough. made an actual good sequel <laughs> to Dragon Age
0: yes. Dragon yeah, Age 2 is irrelevant
1: uh, I've been really tempted to do that to go back to that one again, Inquisition right, yeah because I feel like a lot of the talk online about Inquisition has kind of changed over the years where a lot of people are really negative about it now but I fucking loved that game at the time so I don't know if that's just the internet being negative or if it doesn't hold up I think it's probably the internet just being negative yeah. <laughs> anyway, Red Dead's good. <laughs> yes. Back on what we were talking yep. about. Red Dead is cool. good. I don't Should know I? if I'm going to finish it before Game of the Year.
0: Uh, No, I don't. See. I will have, but...
3: I'll also not talk overly too much about it, because I don't want to waste it for you guys. No, uh-huh. no that's
1: fair. That's fair.
3: Um, but, as I said, there's got to be something really major comes along in the next five to six or seven weeks to to really right. push that off of my top spot.
1: Let me tell you about a game called Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Let
3: me tell you about where that belongs in the trash. Oh, it's got go Kirby.
0: Oh, it's fighting talk.
3: It's
1: got Incineroar in it.
0: Again, trash where it belongs um,
3: with the rest of the Super Smash Bros. games.
1: Squirrel in it. Man, uh, I to that game. <laughs>
3: No matter how many characters they add from Pokemon, the game's still going to be trash.
1: it Jigglypuff in it. Trash. It's got your favourite Pokemon in it. Marth. From Fire Emblem.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: No, I just... Smash Bros will never ever be a game I get and or like. Um just, It's not for everyone. I will play it with you guys because I know you enjoy it, but I will never... Actually, like it myself. <laughs> that's fair.
0: What other game could you play waiting to go into a games festival?
1: Yeah, when that demo came out, like right as we went to EGX, that was like, yes. one of my favorite that, Smash yeah. Bros experiences. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it really was. And Deplumbed I will happily life.
3: say I've enjoyed Smash Bros playing with you, but it's not something I like. I don't yeah. like the platforming. Yeah, no, that's fair. Battling aspect, I just don't.
1: That's no, reasonable. It works fine as a party game as well. Yeah. Um, Let me tell you Speaking of, Mario, of party I mean. games Yes Mike I was talk yes. about Civilization 6 on the Switch Oh man It's a party That segue might not have worked But we're here now We made it to <laughs> yeah. Civilization
0: 6 on the Switch <laughs> Yeah so we may as well uh, Kind of deal with it So I am really bad at this game
1: Yeah Civ 6 has a Not a steep learning curve, but it's punishing to start with. Yeah, so I... How much much have barbarians been fucking your shit up?
0: Yeah, quite a lot of (laughs) them. So um, I think maybe to kind of give people an idea of I've always loved Civilization, but I think I've kind of stopped with Civ 2 so that's going way back and yeah. then I fell into the trap or the, the hole that became Civilization Revolution. Yeah yes. Civ Rev. It's a good one. Um I love Civ Rev. It is quick, it's immediate, you can get into it and then off you go. So going from Civ Rev into Civ 6 the game feels a little bit slower because there's so much more to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with civilization revolution, revolution, sorry, you are basically build up, build cities and you, as soon as you're up and running, you know, you've created your first city, you fortify it with a couple of units and then you start building military and you go out and you take other cities where you can. And start picking you, fights. yeah. Yeah. Basically, you can't do this here because (laughs) what you need to do, you you start your city and then, but your city has districts, like neighborhoods, kind of think of. And when you start, the only thing you can do really is put a farm on them and you can either farm crops or if you've learned the correct technology, you can farm animals if you've learned animal husbandry. And then... Yeah, you, so you've got these little sections, which is new to me. I've not seen that in Civ. Yeah, uh, that's new to sex in general. Right, okay. Um, so you've got all of that, and the game just feels a hell of a lot slower.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: I, my first game, which I still have, Um, I played one game, and I was playing on the default level, which is Prince. Yeah. and yeah the barbarians were just coming and fucking with me the
1: barbarians are super aggressive in this game like, yeah and it's the only like, reason me-
0: I didn't get fucked up with them in my first
1: game on Switch is just because I played it on PC already and so right, I knew yeah. if barbarians are sighted near my city send troops after them fuck them up quickly before they can multiply <laughs> otherwise yeah. you get overrun yeah. so
0: quickly so I did um, I, I was trying to learn the game and playing it a little bit and fucking around with things and you tend to be a little bit slower and you're trying to explore everything and the barbarians just came in and fucking me around ended up with crops being destroyed i didn't know how to rebuild areas and go what the fuck's this and i thought right okay i'm gonna quit out of that game and i'll restart and what I'll do is I'll play on a lower difficulty. So mm. I went from prince to I think is it warlord or chieftain or the one down anyway, one difficulty level down. Think, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I thought I'll pick that one. Oh, so, no, it's warlord I can, too, right? so I can see the you know the the pacing on that and see how it goes. And I went as Australia um, because it was a civilization seen before, so went with them and. Oh man, I am, I am really bad and I'm really slow. So I'm in the medieval age at the moment,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's. I think I've got three or three cities that I've built up, um, yeah. and I'm on turn. I'm just waiting on the loading screen coming up so I can tell you where I am as well. I think I'm only on like turn one hundred of five hundred. Yeah. So.
1: Okay. It's
0: quite slow to start with. Yeah. So if, and I think that's my, because I I look at this and I think, right, I've been playing for a while now, going by Civ Rev rules. I should be, you know, I should be further advanced. I should be taking on cities with ease and have, I should have quite a lot of military units. I have like, I had three military units and I was, no one would come near me because I had Mm -hmm. these three military units. And I thought, hang on. So I'm trying to retrain myself and things like that, get used to it that way. And it is—it's a slow learning process. The game is quite difficult, um, and slow. I'm going to say it again: it's slow. It's but a... I'm enjoying it though. I'm really enjoying it. It's—it's a, it's a completely different experience from yeah. Severev. Yeah,
1: definitely. Because this um, is full blown. Like if. If Severev was the Pokemon let's go of the Civilization series series. Yes, yeah. Like this is like the full blown you know, all the fat. Yeah, yeah. This is the full fat milk of civilization. Yeah. So
0: um, I y- yeah. Yeah, I've got three cities that I've done. I've discovered a couple of other civilizations. I tried creating war. That didn't go down too well. <laughs> um yeah, and I'm on turn 121 of 500, and yeah. the amount of time that I've spent in the game, I feel like I should have accomplished more and taken over more, but then you uh, step back and yeah, not yeah, necessarily. It, like I'm on yeah, it,
1: turn 210. Oh god, I'm like 260. Fuck. A um, bit like I only have. Well, two hundred sixty. Like once you start getting into the two hundreds, that's where the game feels like it's you're you're hitting the point where you should really have a decent sized empire. You need to start thinking about having units. Um, Right. Okay. But the thing I'll say is like once one thing that might be worth if you're finding it a bit too slow is once you've got your head around like the tech tree and like how all the different systems interact with each other and stuff. Uh huh. There is a turn a game speed setting when you create games if yeah. you bump that up one which is what it defaults to if you're playing online multiplayer which is the only reason I know about it in general um, right. it speeds everything up
2: like oh, you're, still okay. do,
1: you're still doing the same stuff but like t- things build faster you research faster, that kind of stuff which is really good once you kind of know what you're doing but right. when you don't know what you're doing it just means that the AI is going to overtake you so quickly because you, you don't know what you're doing um, yeah. Whereas if you're playing at um, regular speed, it's a bit easier. Not that it's no, easier because it's still. This is one of the most punishing yeah. civilization games from the start.
0: Yeah. It's. No, it's not even that. It doesn't. The the kind of slowness I meant with. You know, normally for the amount of time that you've spent or the amount of turns in Civ Rev, there's not so much to do that, you know. So when you yeah. say build uh build a library for example it just builds a library here you have to build a specific district so the library can go into you then need to learn a a couple of more texts and things um, before you could put the library in that specific district
1: yeah that's that's also specifically civ6 thing which i'm i'm still pretty torn on the whole district stuff like i think it's cool in concept but i don't know if i'd I think I saw like Civ five more, which didn't have districts. Right, that the district... was more like Civ Rev, where you're just like, I want to build a library. This city now has a library.
0: Yeah, the the districts are quite cool, but it does it does slow the game down a lot more because yeah. it feels like you're building lots of little cities because you're yeah, building this... the you're yeah, building this... the suburbs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Real, yeah, it's real micromanagement stuff.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the thing that it helps encourage is that unlike other Civ games, it forces you to do the thing you always could do in other Civ games but in other Civ games you're like, hey, this city has a university and all of them have a university because I want more science so everyone has a university. Whereas Civ 6 is kind of like, if it has a university that takes up space. You have to build, like a uh, I forget what it's called, like the, the university district. And it's like, okay. yeah, But Maybe I don't want every city to have a university district then because that's space I could use for, you know, making money or for making entertainment or something like that. So you actually end up specializing your cities a bit better, which is kind of something yeah. you could always do in other Civ games, but you never really had to. You kind of just end up making everything do everything. But this forces you to think a bit more like, well, this city is going to be my military city. So, I'm going to build an encampment here, which means all my units that come here will have more experience. So, I'll start building units in this city. Or, this one's going to pump out a bunch of science stuff because that's uh-huh. they do. Um, and you still end up with a lot of overlap. Like, I think every one of my cities does actually have a university in it. But there's one of their districts, and I only have like two or three districts in each city, even though I'm quite far in the game, because space becomes an issue. Like, right. My cities are all, not close to each other, but, you know, close enough to share borders and make a country. So, Right. there's a point where it's like, I don't have anywhere to put. Like, I have enough money and, you know, resources and stuff like that. I could totally build a bank in Rome, but Rome already has a holy site, a campus, an encampment, and a harbour. So, I can't build a commercial hub because I don't have space for it. Right. Um... The other big change that they made in this one over a previous game is how builders work which is way more micromanaging as well and there's a change yes. I, I don't... This is a change that I actually don't think I like because in Civ 5, you built a builder and then you set it to automate and it just went over and built everything. Right. And this one you have to very specifically go I have a builder I can use it three times and then it dies for some reason because that's how builders work. Yeah, um, like maybe he retires <laughs> I don't know but you use it three times and so you have to pay attention to what you're doing with them which is a bit more micromanaging but I'm not sure if it really actually adds anything beyond being a bit more micromanaging right um, but other than that like, I really love Civ 6 I think it's a really great Civ game and this switch port is fucking fantastic
2: yeah
0: I'm really looking to play it yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. The the interface and everything. I thought, how the hell are they going to take the entire PC game and put it on here? But they've done a really good job.
1: Yeah. So it's based uh, on the iPad port that they did. Right. Okay. Um, which was also the full save game, but has some improvements. Um, so it's a bit more. It's a bit closer to the PC one. Which right. Is uh, and the developers have already announced that they're, they've are they started work on porting the first expansion that is out for Civ Six on PC, which is good. Right, yeah. Okay. Which bodes well. Hopefully that means we also end up getting the new expansion that they just announced yesterday, because yes. that one sounds fucking cool. Yeah, um,
3: instead of porting, they'll just be working alongside to put it out at the same time.
1: Uh, it'll probably be a bit later, I think, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I don't think we're going to get to news today because, man, we're going so long already. Uh, but, yep. <laughs> but um, yeah, like the they, there's a new expansion cover for Civ 6. So hopefully, it comes to this. But this is just the full game. Like I think they did a great job with the controls. Uh, like the left analog stick just moves your little cursor around on on the board, each hex. Uh, yeah. The right analog stick moves the camera around faster, and so you can. You're not going through everything you can just kind of zoom around quickly yes um but then also if you click in the right stick it brings the cursor to where you are which is really good so it means you can very quickly zoom over and then click on something which is good yep um they have a bunch of little menus that they've hidden everything in which are mostly pretty straightforward and you know they have icons that make sense like it's all just very smart very well made uh it also has touchscreen controls because again it's based on the ipad version so you can use Touching your controls. I've been using Joy-Con controls. I think it's great. Um, I've also mostly been playing it portably. I played a little bit of it, but Civ on the TV doesn't really appeal to me as much as Civ in my hands does. Right, okay. Um, but it works really well on both. The performance is really good, like surprisingly good. Like it, ha- it definitely has slow down, but it's a turn-based game, so it doesn't matter too much. But I like think for the
0: most part, I like think you
1: zoom around with that right stick and it, it just seems to, it just works as fast.
0: Yeah, I've, uh, I'm playing, I think I've only played it on the TV, so uh, I've played a little bit on, but and I've not noticed uh, much of a difference, but to be fair, I was mucking about with tutorials and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, really enjoying it on the TV.
2: Yeah,
1: it's great. I definitely recommend it if you like, so Sev- You want a way to play it portably? Is this or the iPad version? I think I'd definitely go with this one. Um, I mean, I've not played the iPad version to be fair, but man, the Switch is just so good for this kind of stuff. Like, we have two really good ports of PC games on the Switch. Yeah, this month, and then like City Skylines came out like last month, and Mm -hmm. I just hope we get more of this shit. Like we just keep getting. Yeah, there.
3: The Switch is a really legitimate everything in one handheld system.
1: Yeah, definitely, and I love this whole like. I feel like Civ Six being on this is more of a case of, you know, 2K looking at the Switch and being like, we don't know what to put on it our sports games didn't do very well on it what should we put on it and somewhere, uh-huh. someone in the room was like I don't know we put seven on a tablet why don't we try that
2: mm.
1: and I hope it sells well because it's fucking good <laughs> um, I'm yeah, definitely going to
3: pick it up it's just at the back I of the, recommend it. the list I was
1: a bit on the fence about it before because of how much it cost and I picked it up because I got birthday money from someone and so I was like okay well fine I'm essentially not paying for it um. And it's yeah, it, it's worth it. It's worth the money, I think, especially if the expansion comes. There's enough content in there in the base game, without the yeah, expansion, that it's fine. Th- yeah,
0: because you you've got um, you know, like Australia, you've got different civilization things added to it that was part of the DLC. The yeah. only thing is, I'd be curious to see how much they're going to charge us because it was still full price with it coming to the Switch so I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the yeah, DLC.
1: it wouldn't shock me if the expansion ends up being full price which would be a right. bummer. Uh, yeah. yeah. That'd be something I'd probably wait for a sale on.
0: Um, right.
1: But I, don't know. But I don't know, I might end up just breaking on it because this is a great way to play Civ. Uh, my one uh, issue with it is that there's no online multiplayer uh, which isn't something I do a lot in Civ anyway. Uh-huh. It's not; it's primarily a single player game for me but in the recent few months I've started playing like me and a couple of friends from work have been doing a thing where you know, once a week we play a couple hours of Civ together or Stellaris together and so we have like a Civ 5 game that's been going for a few weeks now and it would be nice if for Civ 6 we could have switched over to the Switch and just been able to, able to lie on the couch and uh-huh. play Civ with friends but it's no, it's no. It was not to be, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but other than that, it's a really good port. Cool. Um, and well, I just go into the other great PC port that's on here then. Yeah, go on then. So the other great PC port that's on the Switch this month is Diablo 3 which is another one I wasn't planning on buying because it's really expensive uh, compared to even like the other console versions at the moment. Uh, but I broke because I needed something to play portably because I was traveling a lot unexpectedly this month so I needed something portable to play before Pokemon came out and before Sev came out so I picked up Diablo and it's fantastic it's it's Diablo 3 which has been out for a while now but they've been improving it over the years so they added uh, a thing called Adventure Mode which is instead of the story mode it's like a bunch of randomized dungeons and randomized loot and there's like a whole separate progression to it that i hadn't played before because i played diablo 3 at launch and basically fell off of it after launch right I played it at launch complete the game and that was me i was done because the end of that game at launch was just do the story a bunch more times on harder difficulties to get better loot and so i was like nah i'm good And so they added all this stuff as a kind of reaction to that where they're like alright we've got an adventure mode now this gives you something more repeatable to get better loot and a better progression so it actually feels like there's an end game to it Um, but because this version of it is coming out so much later than others you can actually also just start in the adventure mode if you want you don't need to play through the story mode to unlock it you can just start from the end game basically and make a character um and also because i played at launch i hadn't played with any of the dlc classes that they they brought in so they brought in the crusader and the necromancer so i'd never played as those so i'm playing through as a crusader just now and i'm playing through the story again because it's been fucking years since i played diablo 3 story um and that game's still great uh the crusader class is really fun and the switch port runs at a solid 60 frames a second Like, no matter what is going on on screen, like, they throw fucking hundreds of monsters on screen. So many monsters and effects on screen that you can't see your character, and the Switch just handles it. Right. Like, it is shocking how well it runs. Uh, And this is on portable mode as well as docked mode. Like, I've been playing a lot of it portable because, again, I've been kind of traveling. And it just fucking runs. Like, it, it works so well. And it's really novel and fun to be playing Diablo 3 on a like portable system right um, it's one of those ports where it's like this is just Diablo 3 like they've not added anything except for like they added a you can dress up as Ganon from Zelda if you want um, and it has like some amiibo functionality but like it doesn't really add anything from the other versions of it but being able to play it portably is great it's one of those kind of like perfect Switch games where it's like, okay, they took a thing that traditionally has only worked on a PC or a console, and now you can play it anywhere, and that's just a nice thing to have. Um, so, yeah, I definitely recommend that. Probably, probably would recommend waiting for a price drop or something because it is. They launched it at a full price, which is insane. Like, that game is like £15 pounds on the PS4 for Black Friday the, right now. Right. That game is on sale constantly on other consoles because it's been out for ages. Uh-huh. And the Switch one, they're like, well this one's new, so it's full price. And it's like, it's not it's not really new though. This is a game that came out in like two thousand and eight. Yeah. I don't know when you have a think so about. yeah. I would say it was like early two thousands. Or mid to early two so. thousands, Um, so like it's weird that it costs as much as it does but also Jesus Christ it came out in 2012 was a lot than I thought I thought it was earlier than that oh well still it's still fucking 6 years ago Um, yeah it's a really good port but yeah maybe wait for a price drop or something like that unless you just really want Diablo like that's the thing there's not there's nothing else like it on the Switch yeah. There aren't, there aren't any other action adventures like that on the Switch at the moment. Um And then I think I'm the only other one that has a game on this list, because I've played a billion things. To so just jump into Battlefield 5 very quickly. Uh, I played it. I bought it. That game is possibly the best playing Battlefield game they've made since three. Um, I think it plays great I think every single one of the maps in it is fantastic like I've played a bunch of different modes across all the maps and there isn't a single one of them that I dislike which is again a first for a Battlefield game since like since like probably 2142 honestly like it's been there's always been some duds in the previous ones right um, and it's the thing we talked about for like the Battlefront games I think the reason that I don't like Battlefront 2 very much is because I don't like the maps in it um but Battlefield Five, like the it plays great. The maps are all fantastic. The um the multiplayer uh, does this kind of cool thing where it does the thing is always done but it automatically matches you into squads. But you get bonuses for your like squad mates for reviving them, for healing them or whatever. Um you can no matter what class you're playing as you can revive people in your squad when they go down uh-huh. but you can only revive the rest of your team so like a squad is like 4 people and then your team is like up to i think 64 uh so in your squad you'll get like a, someone will be a squad leader and can set objectives and so you'll be going to specific control points and fighting for them and stuff and you can revive anyone in your squad even if you're not a healer but you can only heal the rest of the team if you're a healer uh, revive the rest of the team for healer, which is kind of a cool mechanic. And yeah, I've just been playing a bunch of it. It's been the first time I have got really into multiplayer shooting in a while. And yeah, it feels like they made a really great battlefield game again. Which I didn't really play much of Battlefield One a couple of years ago, but it came out. Uh, right. I only picked it up. I picked it up on sale like a couple of weeks ago, and because it was a fiver, and I remember. People saying that the story mode was pretty decent. Um, and I played a bit of the online of Battlefield One, and I think this is I like this a lot more. There's a lot of improvements right. in this one. Um, I've not played much of the story yet but there's also it doesn't look like there's a lot of it. In general I think like the main weakness of this game is that it doesn't seem like there's a lot of it. They're kind of treating it like a, a live game so they're going to add more stuff. You know, every month basically, they're going to add more maps they're going to add more modes in March they're going to add their Battle Royale mode which I'm really looking forward to sure. but as it is now there's like a handful of maps and the multiplayer is really good and then there's like only a few single player missions from the looks of the menus so it's definitely not even like Battlefield 1 sized which is a bit effy because it's a full price game but I guess it's one of those games you have to look at I mean, it's one of those things where, like, in a few months, this game is probably going to be so content-rich that you're going to be like, it's an easy recommendation. You know, like how Battlefront 2 is now, even though I don't uh-huh. really like, the way it plays that much. Like, Battlefront 2, because it doesn't have an expansion pack or, uh, or a season pass or anything like that, you can point to and go, it has, like, a year's worth of content added to it, and it's a really fully fleshed-out game now. It has a ton of stuff in it. If you like the way it plays, you should buy it. Battlefront <clears> 5 <throat> will probably be like that in a few months as well, but they're charging money for it now, so... Like, that's something you have to keep in mind. Like, if you buy it now in a few months, it'll probably have way more stuff in it. And I think it has enough stuff in it that I enjoy it now. But if you're worried about it being a bit light on content, then maybe wait. Right. Yeah. Um, But I think that's all the video games we have. I think so, yes. Finally, 17 hours into the podcast. Uh Paul will trim it down so it's only about two and a half. But.
3: I ain't driving nothing
1: <laughs> um, should we talk about the one board game very quickly because it's kind of just yes. a check in because we've already talked about this game so much yeah yeah, we should so we And we can't talk about it too much because it's spoilers
0: yes yeah so we can just basically mention that we played more of
1: yeah we played more Charterstone and uh, it's still very good Yes. The thing it added at the end of the last game was it blew all of our minds because we were very confused about it. Yes. And it was very smart. That's all I'll say about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, it, so the way that the game works is when you get to the end of... The game is played over a series or The campaign is played over a series of 12 games. And normally at the end of the game, it tells you, you have unlocked this, or this now happens to the world, or take a pen and do this to the board, or, you know, the various things. Mm-hmm. So it tells us to do one of these things. And it's like, um, no, that's that's not possible. How do we do that? <laughs> and it's like, and Kieran's got the instructions. So he's saying to me, no, it, 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 you know, it should be here. This is what I need you to do. So I can't do that. It's not physically possible. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh wait. The box says if you say that, then do this. Do this, and then yeah. "Ah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: Something we can't talk about it because it's literally spoilers, and it was such a cool thing. I wouldn't want to ruin it for anyone. Yeah. Except for we'll probably ruin it for Paul after we stop recording. But yes. Paul's never going to play it, so it's fine. The Uh, likelihood of me playing it is. If you were going to play it, you would have been playing it with us. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You you so. can still jump in for the rest of our games, in which case you'll have missed this point anyway. So, um, yeah, I'm really liking one It's it does the legacy stuff really well. I think some of the stuff points towards the idea that uh, like part one of the mechanics in the game is that you can open boxes, which basically gives you more stuff, progresses and adds more mechanics and things mid game. Yes. Um, some of the writing and what we've been reading, like in the rules that have come up, maybe imply that we've been opening too many boxes per game. But like, there's no limit. It's just we've been focusing on it because it's a good way to get points, and because you, yes. o- you get to yeah. open boxes and take cards and do stuff. So we've been doing it a bunch. But then also, some of the wording makes it sound like there's we shouldn't have done this much yet. Yeah. But, yeah. But I mean. It, it's still fun. Like it's been, it's been fun to do it. Um, I've enjoyed yes. the stuff that is added through mechanics. Like the the legacy stuff in it is very smartly done. Yeah. But yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah, that's it. We can't really see much more I than know. that.
1: It's one of the things we can't. We can't. It's a hard game to talk about. Maybe once we finally finish it, we should do like a spoiler cast. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that. Would where we be just good. go through and talk about. It. Every, well, not everything, because at this point it's going to be fucking like middle of next year, so it's going to be. <laughs> we'll go through and talk about what we remember.
0: Opening. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. But, yeah. Um. So, I think that's pretty much us. Shall we just quickly look at some release dates if I can call them up quickly enough? Yeah. If you. Quick. Uh, let's have a look. So for weekend the thirtieth. Yes. Uh yeah. So let's have a quick look and oh, see what's coming out, there. Stuff coming out. Yeah, um so you've got uh for the Switch, Ark Survival Evolved is coming out.
1: Yeah. I mean there's a couple the of 30th. stuff before that. Darksiders three comes out next week. Yeah. yeah. Holy fuck, Wait, that, that kinda came out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that. That kinda snuck up on us. Yeah. Um, There is Spin Tires Mudrunner, which is coming to Switch.
1: Oh, I see how that runs. That's a weird yeah. game to port off the PC.
3: I, I've it? played it on PS4.
1: Oh, I, was, I didn't realize it was out on PS4. Yeah, I've
3: played it on PS4. But it good? I thought that game had kind of performance issues. It Did has it not. Horrible performance issues oh. on
1: PS4. Yeah. Well, I can't
0: wait to see it on Switch then. Yeah. Horrible
3: performance <laughs> issues on PS4.
0: Wow, uh, this War of Mine: The Complete Edition comes to Switch as well.
1: That can be great.
0: I like that game, but I, I've spoken about it before. I prefer it as a board game.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair.
0: That's cool. Um but still fantastic game. Uh, however, you decide to play it. Yeah. Uh, this one, I'm curious I've seen bits of video about it um, and it's more the IP I love the IP it's Asterix Novelix XXL 2 is yeah, coming is such to a weird one. yeah it's coming to say, a... PlayStation, Xbox and Switch.
1: It was a 360 game I think like this is a port it's not a new game.
0: Oh right okay this is just a port.
1: Yeah it's weird though like it's such a weird thing to port um, but I'm pretty sure people said the game was good so yeah. Right. I never I never played it, so I will happily give it a shot. I'm always up for asterisk and obelix.
3: Yeah, yep. Same here,
0: I would give it a go. Yep. So yeah, curious to check that one out. Um two games for the Vita of all That's formats. Insane. Yeah, a Psychedelica of the Ashen Hawk and Psychedelica of the Black Butterfly. Not too sure what they are, but they, from the names of them, they look kind of, well, they sound Pokemon esque in the way that, you know, it's the same game as just different variants. All
1: right. I am going to make a bet here and I'm going to search for Booby Lady. All right. You're betting Booby Lady. I'm not going to go as far as to bet Booby Lady, although that's a pretty safe bet as well. Um, But I'm definitely going to bet a visual novel. Right. Okay. These are these, these are definitely not going to be real games. No offense. <laughs> no offense to people that like visual novels. I was talking about an FMV game earlier. I mean it with love. I like some of them, but you know what I mean. This isn't. These are definitely visual novels, right? Well, maybe. Because yeah. what else would you put out on the Switch at this point? Hey, oh, sorry. The yeah. Video at this
0: point. Uh, uh, yeah, this is true.
1: Psychedelica of the Black Butterfly and Psychedelica of the Ashen Hawk are two visual novel video games. Yeah. booby ladies. Uh I'm doing an image search. Uh there's it's definitely fair anime, but not a lot of booby ladies. Ah, let me turn a safe search off. Let me give me Okay, safe search is off. Of course it's off. It's me. Um no, it doesn't look very booby ladyish, but maybe they, maybe people just haven't uploaded the good stuff yet.
0: Right. Fair enough.
1: The Arsat looks quite nice, actually. Um,
3: and ah, no, Kieran buys it.
1: I'm not fucking... If I was going to dust off my Vita, I'd probably just be to play Metal Gear Solid again. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Anything else coming out?
0: Uh, let's have a quick look. Uh, I was busy doing something else, and my... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, iPad died on me. Uh, well, didn't die, but locked me up. Uh, Rai3... Right three... Is coming out to the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. That also snuck up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. good games though. Uh, Very good games. Uh, I have played on... the first one. No. Last thing that it. I've got is the uh, the Council Complete Edition.
1: I recognise that name, but I don't know what it is. And so that's my input on that. <laughs> <laughs> the council I apologise for all the typing that's showing up on the microphone because my keyboard is right next to my microphone an episodic mystery graphic adventure game I think um, a friend say, of the yeah. show Ryan Essler was playing and reviewing these at one point I think oh I
0: okay that's probably I why we... right. I might be
1: wrong I might, I might be going to mix up with something else but I feel like he was playing and talking about these on Twitter a while ago um, right yeah, I have no idea if they're good or not. But I'm pretty sure I read his reviews, but I've forgotten. So, <laughs> there's too many games for me to remember if all of them are good.
0: Yes, yeah, I don't, no, I we we don't, don't have know reviews the for them. Go
1: over to Reader's Gambit, and they might have reviews, maybe. if, Unless I'm re- misremembering, in which case, I don't know, go on Metacritic. <laughs> That's my advice to listeners. Fair enough. Go to our friend's <laughs> site, and if they don't have a review either, go to our site. Go to their friend's site, and if none of them have the reviews for the thing you want, I don't know. Fuck off and go somewhere else. Yeah, and I fair mean enough. that in a nice way.
0: <laughs> cool. So, is, have we got anything else to add? Uh, no. No, I need to. I need to play more Civ. Yeah, I neat as well It
1: the one thing I'll add about Sev very quickly motherfucker drains the Switch's batteries oh yeah like, I can imagine like holy shit in handheld mode like Pokemon the Switch battery feels like it could last forever Sev is like nah we're thinking real hard here it's a lot yeah, just
0: yeah it's like no no yeah
1: Um, Um, We need to also do another video about the the NES games because we're two months of them now. Oh,
0: yeah. So, yeah, we need to do that. So, we'll we'll do that at some point. Maybe. Cool. Excellent. The only thing left to do in that case is thank you all for listening to our drivel once again. If you have any comments, complaints, questions, or queries, you can send us an email to podcast at glitchfreegaming.com. You can find us on Twitter. Paul, how would they find us on Twitter? At Glitchfree Game. Cool. And how would they find us on Facebook? By searching for glitchfreegame Game, there's a search bar. Cool. <laughs>
2: how
3: would they how would they find us in the street? Um, if you see us in the street please don't come up and punch us for the travesties we've cost <laughs> you see yeah, us on yeah, the street
1: yeah. do not do not do not
0: approach <laughs> just do not do approach, not, yeah. approach yeah. with <laughs> caution <laughs> alert the uh, authorities
1: and do not approach
0: uh, but other than that you can also find us of course at www.glitchfreegameing.com uh, where Ben is doing a lovely job of making sure there's reviews and things for you to read and have a look at and uh, we also have a YouTube we do. channel
1: it's yes. youtube.com forward slash channel forward slash glitch game yes maybe, is it slash channel fuck, I forget how YouTube works it's been a while since I've done mm. this search for glitch free gaming, you'll find a bunch of videos for you know, what? the easiest way to find us on YouTube at this point is actually probably search for "glitch free gaming Guard. <laughs> and <laughs> my review will be like one of the first videos that shows up. Um, but yeah, we're on YouTube. Uh, by the time this goes up, I will hopefully have my Shapeshifting shifting detective review up on the YouTube channel and hopefully also on the site. Uh, I have a buffer of videos. I, and by a buffer, I mean two and i've written another one that hasn't been recorded yet uh, which will start going up at some point i don't know probably december cool um i might wait till slightly late in december and then have a few videos basically we'll have content going up probably weekly for i don't know at least a month or so which hopefully will give us enough for me to start making more content and keep going forever, but who knows? At the very least, we'll have content regularly for at least a brief period of time on the channel for once. <laughs> cool, and then we'll do a game of the year later. So yeah, we're definitely doing Egg. those again. Those were fun last year.
0: Yes, cool. So with that, um, I think that's it. Uh, we will speak to you again soon. Anything you add before we go? I need money. No,
1: bed. it's really late. It is. <laughs> it's my birthday. Happy
0: birthday, yay! Yay, for another three minutes. (laughs) Right, okay. (laughs) We're going to sign off so Kieran can go and do something on his birthday. Enjoy enjoy the last
1: of my birthday. Two minutes now.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) See you later, bye.